enter my mouth every time I open it. <laughs> and I think I may use that as the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You're just going to lick the mic stand now. Of course. She's going to lick everything that she can. Does this taste good? Does this taste good? I'm going to lick this. I'm going to lick this. Dad put a pizza on the floor, so <laughs> I'm just assuming that everything's going to be pizza. How, how can I get up there to eat the laptop? Mm. <laughs> She's already licked that. She licked my fingers as I type on it and shit. And that, that board, that, that, looks, that looks pretty pizza-y. It's probably pizza-y. Huh. Say so you're cute, but you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> she has this look like he's talking about me. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you big dumb bitch. I see you over there. So tell me more how you're not <laughs> wanting next week to happen, right? <laughs> I'm so excited for Like, I want to get through this and get through the next week so we can get to that recording because it is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Honestly, like, I just want to invoke a new rule, Super Mario Brothers style, <laughs> style, and just be like, I've got an invulnerability star, which means I don't have to watch this fucking movie. But oh I know if God. I skip this one, mm-hmm. like, I still have to watch Howard the Duck at some point. Yes. Because that's the one we're doing after all the Mortal Kombat movies. Hooray. <laughs> and the only, way I, the only reason I set it up is because we're going from this to Mortal Kombat. Uh, and so the nice little jump between is um, Super Mario Brothers. It's a shit movie. I know it's shit. But for some reason, I just find just so much fun in that movie. It's stupid. You know what? To be fair, I had to grab the no. collar. Because <laughs> you started talking. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. In probably 15 years. Yeah, it's been about a year for me. (laughs) It's been at least 15 years since I watched it. Right, right. So it might not be as bad as I remember. Um, It's probably not as bad as you remember, but it's pretty bad, right? (laughs) I know it's not good. But it's probably not going to be as painful as I am making it out to be. Right. But that still doesn't mean that I have to look forward to <laughs> so it. So the idea is we're going to go from this to Super Mario Brothers uh, because there is a, a dinosaur T-Rex type thing in it. And these are Godzilla movies. So we're blending it into that. And then from there, we're going to another uh, video game movie. And then from that, we're going to what is kind of a comic book. Uh, well, it is a comic book movie. Uh, I think it had its own like NES game or something like that at one point. Um, with Howard the Duck, and then from there, uh, we have anthropomorphized ducks. We're going to anthropomorphized chimps. So there's a whole thing I've set up, right? <laughs> uh, mainly because I want to watch those two horrible movies. Well, that's that's the worst part. I was like, like over the past few days, I was like, you know what? Like, that's fine. Like, he's really excited to watch <laughs> Super Mario Brothers and Howard the Duck. I'm like... I've got to dive deep into my my nerdology and go, what terrible nerdy movie <laughs> do I love and know that he fucking hates? And I can't think of anything. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I, I don't know. I can't think of a single one that I'm like, you know what? 
Like, the closest I can get is the Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions. I own which, those. Which you still don't hate. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't you hate don't, <laughs> You don't like the fact that Return of the King... Uh, has 30 different has, endings? Yeah, has six different <laughs> endings in a row. But you don't hate the movie. Like, no. There's no like. There's no movie that. There's no movie that I can think of as like we're going through all of our nerd movies <laughs> in my head and stuff. And you're like, cool, cool, cool. Like, I like this one. 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 This one's okay. I like this one. I like this one. I like this one. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I don't like this one. I loathe this one. Like, there's no loathe. That I can come up with on right, your right. side. I, as you were saying, on that, there's nothing I could really think of. There are things I like better than other things, and some of the stuff I'll watch every so often. Like the the '98 Godzilla movie is probably the most, the closest you'll get to me hating something, just because I like the story as an overall story, but the dinosaur or the T oh, fuck the Godzilla in that movie just bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> from from now on, every single time that we take a a breather from. Uh, uh, from our series movies, mm. like I'm just gonna watch whatever we're supposed to watch, and you're going to have to watch the Justice. League. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the best I got. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is the one I hate the most. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, Justice Justice League. That's uh, it. And that's for uh, more I uh, uh, story reasons and uh, social. Uh, Social issues that are going on wrapped around that movie. So, um, so I don't know that we've ever discussed it. I know that we've discussed a lot of what we're going to do and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's very like bare bones framework type stuff. Whenever you say we're moving from anthropomorphized ducks to anthropomorphized chimps, mm-hmm. I assume we're talking about Planet of the Apes. Yes, yes. Are we starting? We're doing them all with Charlton Heston's. Yes. Or are we starting with the the new ones? Hold on, and I then go. I have back. it all written down, right? Okay. Uh, okay, so the way I have it is that we're doing the '68 version, and then on. Technically, those three that got re- recently made are technically before Heston's trilogy or right. saga. Right. But I figured just because They're year-wise, prequels. yeah, yeah. After all, because there's like what six movies in that whole series i was gonna say there's like there's planet beneath the planet escape from escape from uh (laughs) what is it yeah planet beneath the planet escape from conquest battle so they're five okay um and then we're doing tim burton's one which is hooray it's a one-off but it's also just shit-tastic uh and and it's not shit-tastic in the point where i love it I, i i don't hate it but i'm just like okay whatever we're that's his movie. He did what he wanted to do. Right. Can't stand Mark Wahlberg, but whatever. Uh, and then we're getting into the remake. See, Mark with... Wahlberg is the thing that I hate least about that movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> the thing I love most about that movie is Paul Giamatti. Yeah. As the orangutan. I really loved his orangutan. But everything else, I do without. My my issues with that movie have nothing to do with any of the actors or the voice mm. actors. Mm. I think they all do a wonderful job. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, not so much. But right. the I mean... Let's be honest, like, the bar is never set very high for the leader of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. whenever it comes to acting. Like it's <laughs> it's just not right. like there's there's plenty of things that I enjoy him in. Whenever it comes to his acting, well, and it's not even really necessarily him. I think Pain and Gain is the only one I really uh, like him in. Four Brothers. I haven't seen that. In a I while. don't. I, I don't I... despise him in Four Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in The Departed. Yes, he is in The Departed, and I don't. He's mind the only him. one that does an actual Boston accent yeah. correctly. <laughs> yeah, it, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that I enjoy him in that movie. I like the Ted movies. I mean, they're stupid, but they're just like stupid funny. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't bother me in that. Um, and in Planet of the Apes, he doesn't really super bother me. The thing that bothers me about that Planet of the Apes is the apes had a cast system. They didn't just go like, what do you want to do, little <laughs> ape? I want to be a soldier. Okay, well, guess what? You're an orangutan and you have a gun. No. <laughs> like, each of them had their, had own, their own thing. thing. Yeah. Like Chimps were scientists. Right. Chim- or uh, uh, orangutans were like the leaders and the wise people in the bunch. Right. And, and then, then gorillas, gorillas were the mili- fucking soldiers. Yeah, the military. the military. But in this, they just fucking mishmash and jumble yeah. them together. Yeah. And that's what bothers me the most about that movie. Yep. Like, if that wouldn't have happened, I probably would have enjoyed that movie. <laughs> like, I would have been like, damn, like... Yeah, because I was super fucking excited. Yeah, it's I, Tim Burton. I love the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I think that Tim Burton is a wonderful director. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm 100% for this. Like, even though it'll probably be, like, quirky. Because, let's face it, most of Tim Burton's work, like... Yeah, yeah, there's a there sense was, of quirky. If there was so, an yeah. adjective that you would use to describe it, quirky would probably be pretty high up there on that list of... yeah. Of things that you would call it. Um, <laughs> I was like, so it's, I know it's going to be different, mm-hmm. but then to just like shit the bed altogether. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> why did you, why did you do this? Like, Even the story makes no sense. Like I, he goes I, from where I remember in the Tim Burton one, he's, it's a similar setup where you're supposed to go to another planet, but ends up on our, the same planet, just at a different point in time. But then whenever he goes back to his time, the monkeys have still taken over. Right. And I'm just like, how did... Because he, he ends up in Washington, D.C., and he looks at the Lincoln Monument, and the Lincoln Monument has a chimpanzee head on it. Yep. And all these police start surrounding him, and all these chimps or gorillas come out and shit, and it's all modern day looking for like the early 2000s, but it's with chimpanzees and gorillas. I'm I just like, that makes no sense. It's... I believe that it's part of the story mm-hmm. because I think before he goes back, he sends his little monkey that was going with him mm-hmm. back. I don't remember exactly. I just remember that last scene in the movie. I'm just I like, well, how does this? I, I don't. I don't remember exactly how it happens either. Mm-hmm. But like the thing that bothered me about that was that like it just became like let's make every monkey do everything. Yeah, yeah. Or every chimp or. I need I need some way to to classify mm. all of them together. So I just say monkey because they're all right. It's the right what I guess willfully ignorant people want to do because everybody classifies. Hell, we even get it in this movie where everybody classifies a gorilla as a monkey. I said in the got the uh, what was it was the skull uh, Kong skull Island. Kong skull Island one. I said well technically. Apes aren't monkeys. They're their own thing. Yeah. They don't have tails that differentiates them from monkeys and all that. Yeah. Um, um, but, so they're constantly but all doing all of that. the all of the primates. There we go. That's mm. that's a good one that encompasses 
all of them neatly yeah. in a group. Like all of the primates just do fuck all. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not that's not the way they <laughs> like you have you have five movies worth of lore that you can go back to and watch that are good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean the, I mean, not all five of them are good. The idea of the original movies that you had this cast system in the you know, no, all five of them are not good. Especially yeah. like the last two. They're just but Rodney McDowell is I fucking love him in all those movies. Yeah. Um, but the idea behind uh, the original uh, Planet of the Apes movies is that you had this cast system in place to show what such a shit show it was. Like the moment you're born, you're already put into a system that you may not want to be part of. Right. And that was their uh, the the knowledge that they were trying to whip at people. And then in Tim Burton's one, there's like, no, there was no knowledge. This is just a funny ape movie. I'm like, no, that's ha <laughs> 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, exactly that. Aha, uh-huh, monkey. Yes. Um, anyway, we were talking but, about... But then we get to the three really fucking good ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Franco side, yes, they're all pretty fucking good. <laughs> I love John Lithgow in the movie, and I love the dynamic of those two people. But if you had anybody else besides James Franco in that movie, I'd be all right with it. Well, we can we can get to my feelings on that whenever <laughs> we get to that. Yes, I don't want to get to that. I don't want to shit the bed with all of that. Well, what's after that? Out of curiosity, I think that's it. Uh, we, all the Planet of the Apes okay. movies, and then we haven't, and that's until August, and then we don't have anything after that. So okay. I'm assuming by the time we get to that, we point, get there, we'll figure, figure something else out. Um, but yeah, speaking speaking of giant, <laughs> I was trying to figure primate. out a segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so last week we talked about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and this one kind of this one uh, sets up five hour five years after King of the Monsters. Mm. So, and uh, I'm Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing. <laughs> I nearly forgot about that. <laughs> and we are Nerdinian, and we uh, break down any nerd movie beat by beat, scene by scene. Most of the time we uh, go franchise by franchise. Every so often we'll palate cleanser like you'll hear next week when we talk about Super Mario Brothers. Yay! <laughs> uh, but this week we are talking about Godzilla versus King Kong, or just, I think the actual title is just Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. They don't ever call him King Kong because I think King Kong is owned by Universal. But the IP, like the novelization of King Kong, went into like public domain or something like that. Mm-hmm. So able to call him Kong. And like in the Kong uh, Skull Island, um, what's his name? Um, oh, fuck, the guy. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. He's like, this is Kong. He's king around these parts. They can do shit like that. Right. They but can, they can't call they him can King Kong. They can allude to it, but yes. they can't. Just flat out call him right. King Kong. And they do that several times yeah. throughout all the movies. Um, and so uh, this one came out, what was it, the beginning of March or end of March? I think it's the end of March. Yeah, the end of March because it goes down tomorrow. tomorrow. Yes, uh, April 30th. So we're recording this on April 29th. It leaves HBO Max on April 30th, but it will still be in theaters for like, uh, what, the rest of the summer? And then it'll go back yeah. on HBO Max, a Blu ray, DVD. So if the you, normal cycle. If you missed it, then. I guess the by the only, time you listen to this episode, the only way be, that you can watch it is, is in theaters. Either go to the theater or just listen to us butcher it. Right. <laughs> it's not a very complex movie. No. It's very like he goes here, then he goes here, then he goes to the main yeah. battle area, and then that's it. I mean, there are there are little things in between. We'll get to it when we get to it, but it's not a very complex movie. And I no. really enjoy that for a Godzilla movie, Godzilla and King Kong movie. I really enjoy that there isn't like all the other ones. You had all these like interweaving human stories i'm just like that's not really what i'm here for i mean there there were still some interweaving human stories but 
I mean, Kong Skull Island is the one that I like the most of all the humans, yeah, yeah. human stories. Absolutely. But, but the Godzilla movie that had Aaron Taylor Johnson and the King of the Monsters one wasn't huge of all the human elements in those movies. So Yeah, I wasn't either. And that's saying something, because I really fucking enjoyed... Uh, it's, it's something that I didn't bring up last week, but I fucking love Stranger Things, and mm. I love... Millie Bobby, ba- Millie Bobby Brown yes. as Eleven. Yes. But in these movies, I'm just like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, I whenever, don't understand it. Whenever I first saw the trailer for King of Monsters, and this is why I say I forgot to bring it up last week. Mm-hmm. Whenever I first saw the trailer for King of Monsters, and it shows her on top of the roof mm. with the orca, mm-hmm. I thought that they were making her. Like this petulant the, evil child type No, thing. the the connection to Mothra. Oh, okay. I thought that they were trying to make her basically what the twins were. Yeah, yeah, And she used the machine to communicate. And I was like, you know what? I'm for that. But then whenever it was something completely different, like, that was just what my preconceived notion right, 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 was. Right, right, And then whenever it wasn't, I was just like, meh. Yeah, because you pluck her character out, and it's, just, it's still the same story. And in, in this one, I'm very much, meh. Yeah. Like... Uh, I don't really you, care about her. The only one I really care about is uh, Gia. Yeah. The little Iwi girl from the tribe that got destroyed. That's the only one I really care about. Maybe her surrogate mother. Right. Because you kind of have to care about right, right. surrogate mother. Um, one thing I also want to point out, I forgot last week um, with King of the Monsters. There's an uh, after credit scene or post credit scene in that movie where Charles Dance's character ends up find, finding that severed head of Gadira from Antarctica that they were in in that movie, he it, he is sold that head, that the head that comes into play into this movie. Oh. Um, I also wanted to point out, I completely forgot about it. As I was watching this movie, I was like, did we mention Gadira's head at the end of last week's episode? We didn't. No. Um, so, yeah, that's where the skull comes from. Charles Dance's character, which he's not in this movie at all. Um, and apparently there's like a three, four-hour cut of this movie, but the director, Adam... Uh, Wingard's like, no, we don't need a three-hour movie, uh, three-hour version of this movie because the other scenes are just people talking, and that's not you know what, what you came for. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, there will be a lot of things where I'm like, you know what? Yes, to do this justice, you need, forgive the minor pun there with justice and oh. Justice League, <laughs> right. uh, but to do this IP mm. justice, you mm-hmm. need... A four-hour cut, like the Lord of the Rings movies. We talked about them just a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. with the extended cuts. Like, you needed that because there were not necessarily, like, super huge overarching scenes. But it fleshed out more things. From it that, that, like, you were missing. But Mm -hmm. there were were certain things that were included in those cuts Mm -hmm. that flushed it out and made it a more complete universe in each of those movies the extended editions the peter jackson cuts if you will um are like three and a half four hours long for each of them right so they are fucking deep with the knowledge and to of be, everything to be fair those movies kind of like they're trying to do whole books mm-hmm. like whenever he did his second trilogy yes it was one book <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The original book was one book. He stretched out into three, but he also mixed in he, the su- Similarian or Smolian or whatever the fuck that other book is Similarian. called. Similarian. Similarian. He also added that in. Some, some really, I forget how the fuck I you say it. I don't know how you pronounce um, it. But they added a bunch of shit that wasn't 
in that movie would have been the fine Hobbit. if it was just two movies. Yeah, I think if you would have just broke it up, because uh, the first movie ends with them escaping from the spiders, from the woods. Yeah, and then the second movie ends with Smog going to Rivertown. Yeah, and then the third movie ends like it normally would with with Bilbo going back to the uh, Shire and everything. I think if you would have ended the first movie with them going to the mountain, and then the second movie opens up with their battle against Smog, and then ends like you don't really do with the five armies and all that, it would have been perfectly I'm, fine. I mean, it's been since probably high school since I read that book, mm-hmm. but I don't even remember anything about the five armies in that book. I want to say it's about the same that you see in the movie. I read it fucking like five years ago because I never read it like before the first movie came out I was like I never read whenever, any of these books whenever we go to to do we will get that, to those yeah, yeah. I will I will probably read the book before at least The Hobbit mm. um, just because I want to be 100% sure on that mm. stuff but anyway that's not what we're here to fucking yes. talk about today we always fucking do that and we get way off fucking topic <laughs> so welcome back to Godzilla vs. Kong uh, yes, it's a very, like I said earlier, it's a very simple movie. It starts off with just a small little scene before we get to the credits, which they also do the redacted stuff in this movie, so we'll get to that here in a second. Um, and it opens up with the line, somewhere on Skull Island, just like a blurry sunset with the words appearing on the screen. Uh, we then cut to a wide shot of God, I'm going to do that a lot through this movie. Where's my can? Where's uh, my can? Over there. <laughs> Damn, it's so far. You're going to get it? Fuck yeah, I am. You take your pleasure watching me have to fucking suffer through Mario Brothers. I get mine from from sting you every time you fuck up King Kong and Godzilla. All right. Oh, man, there's not much left I know. I do use it, Ryan. I, I know. I just feel like that can's going to be cashed. <laughs> By the time we get halfway through, probably because it's gonna happen a lot. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess for the second half, if I run out, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> uh, but we got Kong on the jungle floor, uh, slowly waking up from his nap or sleepy time that he had. <laughs> <laughs> nappy, it's a little nappy it's sleepy poo. time. It's, um, it's a little nappy nap. It's the normal wake up for any sort of like humanoid creature. He wakes up, scratches his ass, walks off. Towards like a big opening, uh, we see him do his what would be his normal routine, waking up, and then he grab, and then we cut to Gia making a, a, a doll-sized version of Gor- of Godzilla of King Kong, <laughs> uh, of Kong, and it's just made out of leaves and debris. I missed the fucking trigger and shit, <laughs> and shit. Um, and she's just making it. She hears that he's getting up. She runs through the jungle and shit. She meets up with him. She doesn't hear. She feels. That's right. Well, they also do a cool thing with her. She feels the vibrations of him. Uh, and then she gets like a few hundred meters away from him. And he stops, looks down at her. And then they zoom in on her ear. And all the sound drains from the scene. Thus giving you the hint that she's deaf. She's deaf. Um, so, and then it, the sound slowly comes back up. And all the normal stuff happens. But I really, that's what I love about these movies. They're multiracial and multicultural without pointing it out. Yeah. There are multiple races in this movie, and you have the ASL, ASL character with Gia doing her sign language and shit. And they never, like, look what we did. We're, we're super woke, right? Right? Yeah. No, they just do it. They don't make a big deal out of it. it these are just characters. Right. Um, <laughs> on, on his way, you see him, like, pick up a tree. Mm-hmm. And strip all of the branches off, so it's which we saw in Skull Island several times. He yeah, would so take it's just uh, entire trees. Yeah, 
just a giant fucking toothpick. Yeah. And then after he sees Gia, he wings it at the skyline, and you see like a a panel, like an LED, yeah. a giant LED TV, just starts. You see all this, yeah, all this electricity and stuff spark, and so he's, and then they cut to outside, and he's in a dome of some sort. Yes, on Skull Island, we don't know what. Who, why, but then... And it's Monarch Outpost. Yes. Something. Um, well, we find out a little bit why he has... He's in the dome. Um, so Godzilla doesn't end up finding him. That's the way I perceived it. Because the storm took out um, uh, Jiwa's family, the Iwi people. Yes. Um, so I'm assuming the, the storm dissipated. No, the storm is r- still raging outside. Okay. That's why, why every time it cuts outside... It's like black and bleak and oh, like okay. there's thunder and I thought it was just stuff. A no, regular they, storm. They uh it's it's the storm that surrounded Skull Island. It's now enveloped the entire island. It's now enveloped the entire island. Oh, so they and keep him in this dome out of the elements. Right. Okay. And so that they can study him and uh live in some sort of peace. Right. And yeah, live in peace from Godzilla. all the shit that's going on, yeah. Um before we get to the main credits. We should probably mention, this movie is directed by Adam Wingard, written by Max Bornstein, uh, Eric Pearson. It stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian uh, Therese Henry, I think that's how you say his name, uh, Shun Iguri, uh, Isa Gonzalez, Julian Dennison, Lance Reddick, which only has, he only has like one line in this movie. He tells, uh, what's his name, Kyle Chandler's character, like, it, this is what's going on. We'll be able to save Godzilla or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. As they're in the, like, Titan shelter, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Lance Reddick. For Lance fucking Reddick. The black guy from, uh, uh, fuck, I'm blanking on, uh, John Wick, the guy that uh, runs the uh, Continental. Oh, yeah. He always, he's a character actor. He's a brilliant fucking character actor. Pops up in different things throughout all these different movies, and he adds so much gravitas and, like, charisma to each scene that he does. And it's, oh. I, the idea that they wasted... I don't know if they wasted him because in the quote-unquote extended cut of this movie, he probably has more. It was just a shame that he only had one line in this movie. Yeah. Uh, also star, uh, starring Kyle Chandler, uh, Damien Bashir, and Kylie Hoddle is the little girl, Gia. Uh, and also, um, you know, Godzilla and Kong. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we cut to uh, Rebecca Hall's character. What is it? Uh, Eileen Andrews is the character's name. Eileen is out there just watching Kong uh, do his normal thing, and one of her, I guess, underlings. Yeah, one of the subordinates kind of comes up, and, and he's like, "Look, he made another hole in the dome." Yeah, they're they're basically lamenting that this is not going to hold him for much longer. Right. And at this point, we should also say that he has grown significantly bigger than he was yes. in Kong Skull Island. Like, he is a full-blown adult now. And they mention in Kong Skull Island, like, look, he's big. He's still, yeah, he, he's, he's still, still growing. Yeah, so. Uh, but he's, and they even changed the way he looks. Like, yeah, a little, they, they aged him yeah. more. I think they gave I him mean, a bit of a longer jaw. I mean, at well. this point, um, it's been 30 years since you saw him. Yeah, yeah, it was in the 70s. So it makes sense yeah, that, yeah. He would that be he much would be bigger. Much bigger. A little bit battle-weary, shit like that, so. And, uh, yeah, and, and, I mean, he's just, like, as soon as he hits the the big fuck-off 
TV panel. He's like screaming and stuff, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, this isn't going to hold him for much longer. Like, no. we don't know what we're going to do if we have to take him off of Skull Island and um, and bring I, him to somewhere where Godzilla will." And I can't remember what Eileen says that like buttons up the scene before we go to the credits, but she said something somewhat poignant about housing Godzilla and Gia's family. Oh, that. Uh, he will only listen to G or something like that. That they are connected in some manner. Right. I think. Uh, but then we got the opening credits. And uh, hold on. I'm going to let it load. Okay. So the opening credits are. Um, it's a little different than last time. They actually have the actual titles of everything in it. Unlike the last time where it was all broken up. All the actual titles for the movie were taken out. This one, not so much. Uh, Warner Brothers Pictures and Legendary Pictures present evidence of an enduring battle between monsters. Decades of research into ancient stories leads to a legendary pictures production. The history of Titan Wars will be explored in a film by Andrew Wingard that sheds light on previously hidden truths. And Alexander Skarsgård needs to prove existence of Hollow Earth to salvage his tarnished reputation, which is his character. Not really. I, he has a tarnished reputation. Man. He even says that his book that he uh, produced, well, he doesn't, he doesn't have Hollow a, Earth. He doesn't have a tarnished reputation. Just people didn't care about it, and his brother died looking for yeah, it. Yeah, died looking for the Hollow Earth. Mm. Uh, the inclusion of Millie Bobby Brown will aid greatly in the quest. Rebecca Hall has done extensive research that is indispensable to the mich- mission these are all accurate things with the characters and actors. The in Millie this. Bobby Brown thing, not really. Well, it didn't add much. I mean, it added the aspect of she's a huge deal right now because of Stranger Things. So people that were fans of Stranger Things are going to go see this movie because of Millie Bobby Brown. I I suppose, but I took that as like she adds to the story of the movie, and she really doesn't because either way, like you still would have found out the things that you find out. Uh, and this one hints it to the next character. Uh, the old secrets will be exposed by Brian Tyree Henry. I think I said Tyrese earlier. That's wrong. Uh, but the actual actor, Brian Tyree Henry, is the actor. That, he's the conspiracy, conspiracy nut. Conspiracy guy. Uh, and fellow truth seekers. It points directly to the character he's playing. Um, which I have a problem with that character when we get to it. Um, Shun Uguri, the connections between Hollow Earth and the monster sightings, has long has long established. Which, I believe he's playing the son of Sirigawa, or Sirisawa, I can't remember the actual, um, Ken Watanabe's character. I, th- I think he's playing his son in this movie. I think they have a last name in the, I can't remember exactly. When I looked up everything, Maybe. I think they had a similar last name. So he might be a son, a cousin, uncle, something, I don't know. Um, although he was pretty young to be an uncle. Or maybe Ken Watanabe was the uncle or something, I don't know. But there, it seemed like there was some sort of connection between those two characters. I just don't know yeah, beyond them sure. being Asian of some sort. Yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like that racist at any point, but the characters are named similarly. So I just want to point that out. I'm not saying that they are related because they're Asian. Let's move on, right? <laughs> uh, they must be related. They're both yellow. <laughs> uh, countless explorers have attempted to prove the connection. Isa Gonzalez and many uh, have perished, which doesn't really point to her character at all. I mean, she does end up dying in the Hollow Earth, so... Um, spoilers. Um, Julian Dennison, Hollow Earth, has been rumored since earliest historical record. 
there are shadowy figures, Lance Reddick, who visibly navigate these luminal realms. That's a bit racist. Shadowy figures, Lance Reddick, and it doesn't even connect to his name. It's just shadowy figures, Lance Reddick. That shadowy figure, fucking hell. Because he's black. Uh, <laughs> working in connection or working in concert with Chow, Chow, with Kyle Chandler, they hope to bring the monsters into the light. There are many factors, including advancements in technology and Damien Bashir, uh, citing works of ancient alien theorists, Hakim K. Kazim has worked in conjunction with Kylie Haltel to establish a controversial narrative. Uh, commonly her held beliefs and subject to doubts casted, casting by Sarah Haley Finn, CSA, which undermine progress. Uh, working from skeletal remains, costume designer Ann Foley fleshes out renderings of monstrous appearance. Uh, visual effects supervisor John DJ DeGeron creates simulacra of titans based on existing evidence. An atomic blast is a visual effects producer the likes of what Tamara Watts Kent has never seen. The explosive energy demolished structures and sound design and radiation reached as far as Erica Adahi and the lone fishing boat of Ethan Van Deren. The monster sounds are compared to music by Tom Holkenberg, which is, if you don't know anybody, anything about Tom Holkenberg, I don't know why they didn't go with his actual stage name, but um, Junkie XL. That's what he usually goes by. His name is Tom Holkenberg. Did amazing work on Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Um, I think he did it for, uh, I want to say, Zack Snyder's Justice League as well. But he commonly goes as Junkie XL. And then, because he's been going doing more mainstream movies and shit like that. I think that's probably why he went... With Tom. With, yeah. Probably. I, I don't know. I, I like the idea of... I mean... You have Hans Zimmerman, you have John Williams, and then you have Junkie XL. I, I mean, really like that, that just stark comparison between all of them. I mean, but at the same time, like, if John Williams went by DJ Freshy Fresh... <laughs> I don't know that, like, even though the quality of the songs wouldn't have changed, <laughs> I don't know that I would be able to be like, dude. <laughs> I mean, the music in this is really good. Like, I mean, let's be honest real quick. Like, Mark Wahlberg, obvious, or obviously, what you feel about his acting yeah. is up to you. Besides the point, yeah, yeah. But whenever he shifted from something silly that he used to Marky do Mark, yeah. into like a brand that he can continue to the forward yeah. forward into the future, mm -hmm. he went from Marky Mark to Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like it was, it'd be the correction. It'd Ryan. be the exact same thing. Like, I mean, another fucking perfect example. Like back in the nineties. And <laughs> this is going to fucking date me, I know. <laughs> but um, I recently stumbled, or not recently, but right before last Halloween, I stumbled across a Halloween song that I hadn't heard for fucking ever. Mm. And I remember hearing it in the 90s 
and it's called A Nightmare on My Street mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. by DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith. And the, no, <laughs> oh, not, yes. not Will Smith, That's right. The Fresh Prince. Well, if you want to be that type of secular, Ryan, technically it's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you little bitch. <laughs> no. At that point in his career, Will Smith was not Will Smith. Right. He was The Fresh Prince. But like that's what we he only went know of by. Fresh Prince because of the TV show, which was played by who? Will Smith. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he came out as a musical artist before that show as the Fresh Prince. But it wasn't and the then, Fresh Prince playing the Fresh Prince. It was Will Smith playing the Fresh Prince. Well, right. But once <laughs> again, he changed from <laughs> a musical background into a movie background and built his bio Empire. as Will yeah. Smith. But once again, going back to the fact that if... like. John Williams or Hans Zimmerman. If Hans Zimmerman went as Fart Patrol, like I wouldn't be able to be like, dude, did you hear that new Fart Patrol movie score? Like it sounds amazing. Because people can't take you seriously. What was John Williams? Uh, uh, DJ, DJ Freshy Fresh. DJ Freshy Fresh. Fart Patrol. Fart Patrol and, and Junkie XL. <laughs> no, I'm all for that. Of course you are. You're also for the goddamn Super Mario Brothers movie. Your taste means nothing. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's continue on uh, with these redacted credits. Okay. It continues with the record of monster ch- clashes is edited by Josh Shafir Ace to reflect ongoing battles. I think it's just ACE, but for some reason they took out the abbreviations for ACE whenever you go to whenever you're talking about editors to reflect ongoing battles. Uh, the military has increased spending to support production designers Owen Patterson, John, or Thomas S. Hammock as they gear up for intensified battles with monsters. The most dramatic battles were captured by director of photography Ben Sirezin, ASC, BSC, but most compelling footage was suppressed. This movie was shot pretty fucking well. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, like there's a shot of where it's like a static shot where it's like the camera's pointing up towards Godzilla and he's following down and it's just static on him. I, I'm not sure how. Uh, what the actual shot is called, but it's just like, if it were a person, it would be like a camera unit mounted on that person right. as something were happening. Um, but they do that with Godzilla, and it's really fucking interesting to watch. Um, increased activity necessitates rebuilding executive producer Jay Ashenfelter and his cohort Herbert W. Gaines do the work. Executive producer Dan Lin and his ally Roy Lee control information that makes it to the public. Kong's power facilitates and intrigues executive producers Yoshimitsu Bano, Bano and Kenji Ukohira, so they study his anatomy. In da- data produced by Thomas Toll, studied by John Ashton, and Brian Rogers is able to track Kong's progress. Reports of monster rampages produced by Mary Parent, PGA, are expurgated. Ex- Expurgated by Alex Garcia, PGA, with Eric McLeod to ally public fears. Ally public fears. 
the ability to track monsters based on the character Godzilla, leaving a wake of destruction across pro- properties owned and created by Toho Limited. Evidence is plentiful, but a cover story by authorities seeks to d- protect Terry Rossio and Michael Dogtree uh, Dog and implicate underground groups and Zack Shields in the recent uh, increase in Titan activity. Reality is stranger than anything in a screenplay by raving lunatic and makes Eric Pearson and Max Bornstein seem credible by comparison. Directed by Adam Wingard, uh, directed by Adam Wingard ceases investigations. And that's it. You know what I just realized? What? Three out of the next four movies we watch are pretty much garbage. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean... Maybe not three out of four. Like the 95 version of Mortal Kombat, majority of it's not great, but it's got its moments. And the most recent Mortal Kombat is not great, but it's also much better than the 95 version. Annihilation is just shit. Right. Well, that's... I was like, two of the three are just straight trash. And I was like, well... or Two out of the four are just straight trash. Mm. And I was like, well... But the newest one is kind of like I mean, there's there's some good stuff in it, but it's, it's a good foundation for what comes next. It's not necessarily a great movie, mm-hmm. and then factor that in with 95s, which is also not a great movie, but it's like it's still good. Yeah, yeah. like I'm going to average that out to three of soundtrack four is way better than the movie. I'll, I'll make that claim right now. Yeah, the soundtrack yeah. for Mortal Kombat is way better than the movie. Yeah, um. so, I mean it's. <laughs> It's one fucking song on repeat. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> it's a good old, what the fuck did I call it? I don't even remember. What's Hans Zimmer called? Oh, uh, uh, Fart Patrol? Yeah, Fart Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great new fresh track by Fart Patrol. <laughs> Woo! Remix by DJ Freshy Fresh. <laughs> That's all I'm going to see anytime I see their name pop up. Yeah, I, I have to write that down. <laughs> so whenever we get hard, music by Fart Patrol, and everybody that's just like joined our audience since since this episode and has not listened to it, they'll just be like, "What? <laughs> oh man, we finally get to watch the Star Wars movies." <laughs> Music fantastically done by DJ Freshy Fresh. They're like, who the fuck is DJ Freshy Fresh? I don't understand what these people are talking about. Uh, 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 it should be fun coming up. All anyway, so that's the end of the credits for this movie. <laughs> Let's get into the movie itself. Uh, yeah, the movie opens up after the credits. I believe it's it's what's his name uh, in his car. The conspiracy nut. Yeah. Oh god, what is his name? I don't think I wrote it down. Oh, Bernie. And he has a podcast named Titan Truth Podcast, and he just goes on rants about uh, Apex and their potential dealings when it comes to Godzilla and. They're causing all these issues with Godzilla and the other monsters. Well, he's not sure what's going on. He just knows he's that, a conspiracy. That man. Apex is doing something that is pissing Godzilla off. Right. 
and he doesn't know why. But and he he's has, in his car. At this he point. has implanted himself in the apex. in Apex, and in a he, facility in Pensacola, Florida. Yep, and he is going in today to find evidence of what they are doing mm-hmm. to to make this Titan so yeah, angry. Something's going on. He wants to find out what it is. Um, and then we cut to a guy inside like some sort of like computer terminal area. He's working on something. He grabs an apple, and we hear Bernie yell from behind the guy, don't eat that. And the guy already has eaten it by the time Bernie finishes his sentence. And he's like, well, it's full of pesticides and germicides. And GMOs. And- yeah. If you want to grow a second head, that's by all means do it. I have enough problem with the one I have and knocks on his head. Uh, he's just annoying this guy at this point. Basically trying to be... Obnoxious as much. Obnoxious, as but also like like... What I would consider to be endearingly obnoxious, like he's he's trying to be friendly, but like spouting off things that are just absolute bullshit. My problem with this character is that he is he's in he fucking believes this one whole wholeheartedly. Like the uh, GMO stuff, he doesn't believe because he ends up eating the apple. So he's just saying those things right. to fucking annoy the guy. But he obviously believes the fluoride in the water is mind control, and that dust is just. Uh, government surveillance or whatever, and that bleach is the only way to actually uh, clean yourself properly from all that dust government surveillance. Right. He actually believes these things. Okay. But he's our hero character. We have too much of conspiracy uh, theory nut jobs in the position of power in real life. I would much rather him not have been the hero in this movie. I wouldn't say that he's the hero in this movie. He's one of them. I wouldn't say that... He saves Millie Bobby Brown's character. She even says as much. She's like, this guy saves me. Yeah, but I wouldn't put any of the three of them as heroes. Like, they're just... I mean, they kind of are, but they're kind of... But, but they're not. Like, once again, I, I've decided that... I've decided. I've put a flag in the ground okay. um, that ever since we talked about it, I put it to what I now call the Indiana Jones test. So if you remove Indiana Jones from the first Indiana Jones movie, Mm. does it change the movie at all? Mm. If you remove those three characters from this movie, does it change anything at all? No. Um... Yes and no. No. I I think Godzilla and and, uh, uh, Kong would have eventually... Bested Mecha Godzilla, but they got there quicker because they dumped the alcohol on the computer terminal. So they short circuited Mecha Godzilla. Well, that's the only point that they're useful. Just to get to them to the beginning of the movie to that point of them dumping the alcohol on the system. Because <coughs> I think they would have bested Godzilla, but it would or bested Mecha Godzilla, but it would have just taken longer. Well, right, but that doesn't change the overall outcome. Even if it takes a little bit longer. Like, if Indiana Jones wasn't on that island, I mean, maybe, but it would have taken people longer had, to find that island. At that, at that point in the movie, you had Godzilla basically down for the count, and King Kong was about to be bested. He had the axe and that spinner tail in, one, in each hand. So it, it was near being his ass kicked. It, granted, you could have easily just had Godzilla fucking... Stand back up quicker. Yes, that's but, it. But... You get to the point of them besting Mecha Godzilla much quicker if you had Julian Dennison's character dumping the alcohol on the computer. But so they are and they aren't. They're but, both. Well, but like I said, 
it doesn't change the overall outcome because all they would have had to do was have Godzilla stand up faster. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. That's the only difference that would have needed to be in place for them to do absolutely nothing for mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Because, because e- it's even not, when they dump the alcohol, like, it doesn't stop him. It just short circuits him a bit and then he reboots and he's back up and doing the same right. thing. And even like, like, oh no, because they expose Apex. No, Apex is pretty exposed whenever a giant fucking Mecha Godzilla leaps out of their facility. Yeah. Like everybody then knows, oh, Apex did that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need those three people to to uncover Apex. Yeah. Like they give us the knowledge of what they're using to control this Mecha Godzilla. But that could have just as easily been. Uh, well, I also think Mark it's- from the. From the uh, from King of Monsters, I think they're also the audience's proxy because we don't find out about Mechagodzilla. Well, if you were just go, if you would take those characters out, you wouldn't find out about Mechagodzilla until it breaks through the facility altogether. Um, they are in the facility, and you see from their point of view of Mechagodzilla awakening, him destroying a skull crawler, it powering down because it doesn't have enough energy, all that shit. You wouldn't get that information unless you had those characters there. No, you still could because. They're running tests to see how long they can keep him powered mm-hmm. while the other group is in the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. Like, even if they're not in that pen whenever the skull crawler gets attacked by Mechagodzilla, mm-hmm. like, Mechagodzilla could still be attacking that creature and just have the two people who are responsible for building Mechagodzilla just have a scene with them going, mm. oh, well, we don't have enough power yet. Maybe if we get whatever we're looking for from the hollow earth, then mm. we'll be able the to... The energy source. Yeah, whatever. the energy source. Which I'm not sure how it works. We'll get there when we get to it, but they don't... I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't understand how it works whenever they get to the energy source. We'll get there. We'll talk about it once we get to that point. But we're back at the beginning of this movie. Right. Um, Bernie has annoyed this computer guy so much, he's basically like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and he fucks off. And then we see Bernie uh, just start going through files. He puts in a thumb drive. He starts just pulling files from the servers and shit. Um, he starts eating the apple. Clearly, what he was saying was just bullshit. And then all of a sudden, alarms go off. And all hell starts breaking loose. Bernie thinks it's because he's been in the system poking around. It's he, not. He fucking puts his hands up. He's uh, like, I surrender. <laughs> right. uh, he takes a thumb drive. He gets the fuck out of there. He sees people starting to be uh, he realizes, escorted out. Well, he realizes that um, Godzilla is... Imminent. Coming to attack. Yeah, so we also get like shots of outside the facility there's of a, the dorsal fin there's breaking like a, the water. a Titan alert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's five years after is. the movie, so they actually have, like, Titan drills that they do. They go down into, like, a bunker of sorts. Right, and they're like, this themselves. isn't a drill. So, every, Bernie, see, he's ushered out with the main yeah, group. Yeah, everybody's running one way, and then there's an announcement that's, like, section two people yeah. come this way. And he sees, like... A uh, fucking elevator where these section two people are mm-hmm. going, and the last and one gets he decides in. to jump in there with them. Yep, right at the last second before it closes completely. He starts snaking his way through. We then cut to outside, and Godzilla has made landfall. They also do a great shot of the dorsal fin out of the water, lighting up, and you just see the wa- the eyes in the water glowing like a pale blue as it starts yep. to break the water. It's an amazing shot. Um, but Godzilla is now up on land, and he's just destroying shit he doesn't know what is making this uh, sound he, something's bugging the shit out of him that yep. caused him to come to the peninsula or the uh, pensacola area 
So he's destroying everything. We then cut to Bernie inside the facility. He's accosted by two security guards. They attempt to bring him in because he doesn't have the right clearance. Uh, and as they do, boom, a big explosion happens. The, these guys are taken out. Bernie's like off to the side, covered in debris and shit. And he looks into where the big uh, uh, like atomic breath came through and destroyed part of the building. And he just sees this orb pulsating. Just like uh, silver metallic with like red trim yep. orb pulsating and shit. And he's like, what the hell is that? Um, we then cut to, uh, I think it's inside Millie Bobby Brown's classroom. And they're talking about the events that just happened in Pensacola. Mm-hmm. And that monarch is there uh, heading up the relief for anybody that's been displaced by this by the recent Godzilla attack. And uh, there are news anchors like, something provoked Godzilla. He's only been at landfall whenever something... Uh, is attacking us. There's no reason why he should be attacking us now. So something provoked Godzilla. Um, we have Millie Bobby Brown just stewing in her seat. We cut to her walking on the street, and she's listening to the nut job, Bernie, uh, his podcast about what was going on. It, it's basically a similar scene to what we saw whenever he was in his car talking about him going to Apex and uh, discovering some information yep. and shit like that. Um, and you can see her just putting two, to, two and two together, just trying to figure out some way to help in some manner. Um, so she looks out her window, she sees her friend, uh, what is his name? Julian Dennison's character, I can't remember his name. He comes down with a van, but Millie Barbara Brown goes out in the street. Fart Jul- Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Julian- Tapwater, just call him Tapwater, because that's what they end up calling him. Uh, Tapwater tells her, he's like, look, this is my brother's van, I don't know what we're going to tell him whenever he realizes it's gone, and Millie Barbara Brown's like, look. It's your brother. He's probably not even going to notice that it's missing or wrecked or something like that. Um, and then they fuck off. And a few hours later, we cut inside the van and Julian or Tapwater is like, where are we going? Why are we listening? Because she also has the podcast on Bluetooth on through the van and shit. And she's listening to it. And, and it's more bullshit of like the, the dust spy things. Whatever the fuck. Like, right. the, uh, dust in your home is actually spy equipment from the government to manipulate you in some manner. Which is... Okay, let's dive into this. Yes, there are companies that spy on you, Ryan. You know how they do that? With fucking ads. With terms of service that you sign up for that you don't read whenever you sign up for a particular fucking uh, uh, social media it's program. It's too long, bleh. Companies spy on you. Governments, not so much. I mean... Every so often they will. Um, well, I mean, we had the prison program. Gover- governments do spy on you. Yes, but not to the extent that some people think well, that they do. I mean, e- even so, like you know, you go into everything with Snowden and yes. things like that. Like they obviously keep track of calls and texts and all that stuff. Yes, but the dead skin cells and yes. stuff that make up the dust that in is your not home how it works. Yes, is not nano robots. <laughs> Sent by the, the government. The government tracks your you. data, not you personally. They will track your data depending on what you watch or what you click on or what you buy, shit like that. They will track that. They won't track you because there's some sort of like dust mite nano tracker in your house of some sort. That's not how it works. And there aren't microchips and vaccinations. No, that's also what I'm getting to is that, yes, there are, these aren't actual things. We don't ha- A, we don't have that technology. It's just now starting to come into fruition even of if, like nanotech even if we did like like well they're gonna track where i'm going where i've been and what i'm like how long i spend at each location that i go to like you carry a smartphone right yep yeah they already fucking do yep 
Like I said, they track your data, not you. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if if you're really fucking frightened that there's a microchip in your uh, vaccination, mm-hmm. not even necessarily the COVID vaccination, any vaccination. Right, right. If you're afraid that whenever you get a shot, <laughs> there's a microchip in your arm, mm-hmm. just fucking get a magnet and, like, all around the injection site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, there should be some sort of indication, if you, especially if you get like a powerful enough magnet that that tracker should affect it in some way, or the magnet should affect the tracker in some yeah. way. Um, so, and that's not the case. We don't have that technology. Anyway, uh, let's move on, Ryan, before we just dive into just bashing stupid people, which we do on a normal basis, but mm-hmm. that's not what we're here for. Um, Julian Dennison. She- Tap water's like, well, how are we going to find him? And yes. she's like, well, like this. Bleach. Because, because he says that the only way to clean off all the microorganisms. And I th- I honestly think that, like, they probably could have chose something else. But this is how, like, the character had to believe this for her to be able to find him. Okay, but it could have been anything else. Like, Well, right, said. that's what I just... And the only reason I say it didn't have to be this type of a conspiracy theorist and Bleach... Because we just got over a president that thought you can ingest bleach and you would be fine. Yeah. I hell, I even got into a conversation with our boss, Ray, about all that bullshit. Um, he's Not a surprised. diehard Trump supporter. Like, he was making excuses left and right for the man. And yeah, he thinks that if you dilute bleach, that it should be safe enough. I was like, no, Ray, there were people down in Florida that were uh, selling that type of shit, just diluted bleach that ended up killing several fucking people. You want to know why? Because bleach is not something you ingest. And he's like, well, we get it on our skin and stuff. We can use it for cleaning products. I was like, yes, to clean shit, not to digest. Yes. And then he pivoted into something else. Getting it on your dermis is different than getting it in your stomach. Yes. Um, so my point is, is that I don't like that that's an aspect. <laughs> Honestly, like the next time I see him, I'm just going to like have a bag of chips and whenever he walks in, I'm just going to like put one on my arm and like smash it into my skin <laughs> and go, mm, delicious. <laughs> um, anyway, where were we? Uh, so tap water's asking, uh, Oh yeah. Why they need to follow Maddie. this guy or how they're going to follow this yeah. guy. And she says, with bleach, he buys a bunch of bleach because that's what he showers with to clean off all the the government, government nano spies. dust spot things. Um, then they, she says, yeah, that's how we'll find him by the bleach. Uh, they, uh, she also mentions like his general location of the uh, facility that he was at, so he's in that area somewhere. Yeah. So you go. She goes to a local uh, like grocery store, and she asks the guy, like, "Hey, do you know?" I, Bernie such and such. I can't remember his last name, but Bernie. And the guy's like, I don't know. Wh- or She asked him if he sells bleach. And the guy's like, no, not again. You know, I sold those kids those Tide Pods because I didn't know what they were going to do with them. If, yeah, if this is another uh, <laughs> yeah. internet fad, like, I don't want any part of it. Yes. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Yes. Um, which is also, the guy that plays the storekeeper is uh, Ronnie Chang. Or Chang? Or uh, Chung or Chang? Or I can't yeah, remember I can't exactly. Remember. From The Daily Show. Yeah. Um, he, he's also in uh, uh, Zheng-Chi, the new Marvel movie that's going to be coming out in August, I believe. Somewhere in there, September, August. Um, he tells them uh, he doesn't know what, who they're talking about. And then she mentions, like, as somebody that buys a lot, a lot of bleach. Like, the, uh, in, 
ridiculous amount of bleach. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, tap water just slams down like a 20 or something. He's like, do you know what we're talking about now? And the guy immediately knows what they're talking about. Mm. Um, and he tells them where the guy lives. They end up going there. She knocks on the door. Uh, Bernie answers with like a Rastafarian accent uh, to try to throw them off. And he's telling them to go away, that you're not welcome here, that I will call the cops. And Millie Barbara Brown's like, look, you don't believe in the cops. You hate the cops. Why would you end up calling the cops? And she says her name is um, Madison Russell. And my father is Chandler Kyle. I can't remember his name. And my mother was... Kyle Chandler. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's it. Not Chandler Kyle. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Supreme High Chandler. (laughs) And he's like... And she's about to say her mother's name, Emma... Russell, but he opens the door and finishes uh, saying it for it. So he knows who she is and who her family is. Uh, he ushers them into his home, I believe, or maybe a restaurant. His home. His home. Um, they're talking about everything. And then, uh, well, he opens up with first, he's like, tap water or no tap water? Well, they they end up like, no, they do end up going to a uh, to a restaurant because they're sitting like at a restaurant. Too. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and he asks them, tap water, no tap water. And uh, Julian Dennison's character is like, I don't know what you're, what's this tap water. And Millie Bobby Brown's like, they put fluoride in tap water, which is, again, another thing where the government is not controlling you with fucking tap water, Ryan. Um, and No, but it is true that some tap water does have fluoride in it. Yes. But it's not a mind control thing. Yeah, no, I, I realize that. <laughs> but... What she's saying is factually accurate. Yes. Like, the rest of it, not so much. <laughs> right. Um, and, yeah, they're like, they both don't drink tap water because of the fluoride. And Julian Dennison's like, I drink tap water. I drink water. tap water. He's like, of course, but she does the thinking for both of you. <laughs> and then, then from and here then, on out, yeah, they, they call him tap water. Yeah, they refer to him as tap water. Um, and then we get Bernie's backstory of his wife, Sarah, who ended up dying in one of the Godzilla or uh, Titan attacks. Um, and all he has left is a few pictures and this bottle of alcohol that she that always he carries kept. in a gun. Yes. Uh, and it's the holster. last thing that he will ever drink before uh, he ends up dying from something like either a Titan or if he commits suicide. So it's one of those like uh, if I'm cracking this open, you know, shit's bad. Yeah. Um, and then Millie Bobby Brown. And they have this like weird conversation. And Julian Dennison's like, what's going on? And M- Millie Bobby Brown's like, look, we got to infiltrate Apex. And uh, Bernie's like, yeah, you heard the girl. Taps uh, tap water on the shoulder, and they fuck off. Um, we then cut to. I think this is. I, I think we missed a scene in between. Um, tap water and Millie Bobby Brown uh, having a conversation with Bernie a, with a couple. Where because Millie Bobby Brown goes and or Madison goes and talks to Kyle, who's Kyle Chandler's. Or Mark, yes, who's Kyle Tra- Chandler's character talking to him about? And it's like, happen. listen, like we need to find out what Apex was doing because Godzilla doesn't just come up and attack; mm-hmm. he has to be provoked. That's the way it's he, been for. She also mentions five that years. he was doing an intimidation display. He wasn't right uh, directly attacking anything. He was just doing an and Im- an Im- intimidation display. That's it. An intimidation display. Mm. Fuck yourself. Say it again. And and <laughs> say it again. Say it again. <laughs> An intimidation display. There we go. Yay! <laughs> Good job, Greg. I knew you could get it. Uh, and he's not believing anywhere. Well, she. He's. It's not that he doesn't believe. He's just like I got bigger things to deal with. He's like, 
at the end of the day, Godzilla is still an animal. Mm-hmm. Animals don't always follow what we would consider normal parameters of right. how you should act like, in a relationship. And then sometimes she, animals just do shit. Yeah. Uh, then this is where she fucks off and goes to meet up with Bernie and all that. Uh, I think we also get another scene in between there of uh, uh, the uh, CEO of Apex recruiting uh, Nathan Lind. Uh, the CEO is Walter Simmons. Um, this is also where we get uh, Shun Agari's character, I think is Serizawa, a descendant of Ken Watanabe's character from the Godzilla movie. Um, and they're basically telling him, like, I think your hollow earth theory is correct. We have these vehicles. Or he doesn't say the vehicles just yet. He says, um, we have these pockets throughout the earth that we think are direct lines into the hollow earth. We think your theory is correct. And um, Alexander Skarsgård's character is like, well, I've got about three other boxes of my book if you want to buy them all because you are the only person that has believed anything I've fucking said about the hollow earth. Right. The only other person was my brother. <laughs> the only other person was my brother. And... He went looking for it and ended up dying. Died. Yes. Whenever the gravitational pull changed, changed. Yeah. And he fell thousands of feet. Yeah. Ended up dying. Yeah. Being crushed, I believe, is what he said or something. Yeah. Um, Being crushed at the event horizon. Yeah. Or something. Uh, uh, what is it? Walter Simmons believes every word he has to say when it comes to Hollow Earth and that they have designed these vehicles, these Hollow Earth aviation vehicles, or heaves is what they call them, Yeah. to travel into the center of the Earth. And uh, uh, Nathan's like, oh, how, how are you going to uh, power these things? And uh, Walter Simmons is like, look, we have uh, enough power in these heaves to uh, light up Las Vegas for a week. Put a note on that, a pin that, because it's going to come up later. Cut to, I believe, the restaurant scene with Bernie and Millie Bobby Brown. And then uh, it cuts back to Nathan's character in a conversation with um, Eileen outside the dome of where Kong is put. And then they go in, and it's raining and storming and shit, just pouring on them. And then they go into the dome, and it's nice and sunny and bright out, no rain whatsoever, and... Uh, Nathan's just flabber- a bit flabbergasted by this idea where it was they were just in a bunch a downpour. Now they're in right. a sunny display. She explains how yes they had to build this facility to hold Kong on Skull Island so he doesn't get attacked by Godzilla and all yes. this stuff. And if they take him out, then Godzilla is going to come looking for them, not because he wants to, just because he it's senses another them. it's another apex. Yes, uh, or it's another. He's going to see it as a predator. threat. Yes, he's going to see it as a threat. And uh, Nathan's like, look, we, we got to go. I forget what, how he convinces her. He, he basically tells her, he's like, look, there could be that more this, of them down at the center. This won't, or no, that, he doesn't say that yet. That's not till they get to Antarctica. Okay. Um, it's like, this, this is unsustainable where he's at now. Yeah, that's right. Like, if we take him to Antarctica, which is where we know how to get into the hollow earth, he can go into the hollow earth and there will be plenty of room for him mm-hmm. and no Godzilla to attack him. Right. So he'll be and able to, yeah. Cause she looks live there in peace. She looks at the, uh, ceiling of the dome and he's apparently thrown another a lot, fucking, like a lot. There's several. Yeah, like, yeah. In the, in the dome, just of just logs sticking out of the thing. And she's like, all right, uh, I agree. We should probably move him. Um, I believe we just cut to them on the boat. And King Kong is knocked out on the boat, chained to the boat. Yep. Uh, and his hand is, like, dragging in the yeah, water. Yeah. Uh, which I, I don't know why, but I really enjoyed that we didn't waste our time 
getting King Kong on the boat. Yeah. It's like, clearly, they're going to get him on the boat. Right. There's no way around it. They are going to do that, because that's how the story will progress, is getting them right. on the uh, boat. And Eileen says that, like, she and uh, Gia have to come with. Because mm-hmm. they have a connection with because Kong. Because she has a connection with Kong. Yeah. And he'll listen to her. And uh, they're on the boat. Uh, everybody's being introduced to everybody. Uh, Gia calls Nathan a coward because of the way he acts around uh, Kong. Um, uh, Eileen lies to him and says, Gia calls you brave, brave. or something like that. Uh, he smiles at that. And I really enjoy Alexander Skarsgård in this movie. Yeah. Like, the, he's, all, he's, not being, uh, he's not being Eric the Viking in this movie, which I really enjoyed that he's not doing that because it only worked for that movie. The... Uh, I can fuck anything I want because of the way I look type uh, charisma to him. He's not doing that in this movie. He's more like, he's doing of a, a, like, I thought I was hot shit at one point, and then I got shit on by a bunch of scientists who thought I was a nutbag for believing that the hollow earth theory is an actual thing and just kicked in the teeth way too many times. Right. He has that aspect about him, which I really enjoyed in this movie. Um, uh, they Somebody uh, tells him to get to the main bridge of the ship or, like, the opening hangar wherever Kong is and shit like that he's re- requested on the uh, on I can't they label it something it's not the main hangar it's something else on the bridge or something uh, so he's like oh duty calls he goes down there and he's introduced to um, uh, Isa Gonzalez's character the daughter of Walter Simmons Simmons mm-hmm. and she's basically the security escort for Nathan Gia Eileen and Kong um, in case they run into any issues, shit like that. Um, we then cut to... With a battalion of naval ships. Right. A shit ton of fucking naval ships, which I'm not... They look... Uh, so Monarch has their own military at this point. It would right. it would, would seem in this movie that they have their own military because getting that many people from different countries or even just the U.S., it's a lot of money you're spending right there. So it has to be monarch on something, and I believe there are, are there are insignias on their shoulders of the monarch symbol and everything. Uh, we then cut to Bernie, um, Millie Bobby Brown, and Tapwater just breaking into the, what is left of the Apex facility. Right, going down to where he saw this orb, orb, this that... glowing orb. Yeah, uh, they get down to it. Uh, it's gone. They don't know where the fuck it is. It's just gone. It, it, there's no evidence of it ever being there. It's just gone. Um, and then they get wind, uh, they hear something else going on behind another door. Um, they ended up going in there. They see, or he basically short wires the door by simply like licking a screwdriver and putting it into the actual, um, like apparatus for yeah. the key card or some shit. Uh, and apparently works for story reasons, right? Um, they go in and they see all these like crates and shit being uh, hoisted up and then put on this little like platform and then zip down into the earth. They're not sure what it's for. They, uh, Bernie has um, a theory that it's uh, all this equipment for end-of-days type facility to house all the rich people in the world. Um, and so that's what they're doing. They're preparing for the end, the worst, and all this equipment's being sent somewhere else. Um, they hear someone coming. They duck into one of the like metal container things, and they go in, and it's the eggs of uh, skull crawlers, several skull crawlers in this uh, container. And they're like, what the fuck? Why are they here? Why does, Why does Apex, Apex have, have these? Um, and then the uh, container that they're in closes, and they get hoisted up into this, uh, onto the platform, and they get 
basically shot from Florida to Hong Kong, China, which I know this is a minor detail, and for story purposes, obviously this needed to happen, but wouldn't someone have noticed a, a, a underground tunnel being built from Florida to China? Someone would have noticed something was going on. Um, it just seemed weird to just be like, oh, this is a thing that we now have to deal with. I don't know. It, it works for the movie. I'm just like, logistically, I'm just like, someone... Someone would know. Yes. This isn't a big secret. They would have known by the... Because they're f- completely flabbergasted that they're able to go because of this tube that they're going into. Like well, Bernie and yeah, Millie Bobby like Brown. Mag- a like a gravitational yeah, m- magnet tube where they go from one end to the other within hours. Um, and this is the first time they've known of this, so clearly nobody knew that this fucking existed that Apex built. Um, they end up getting zipped to Hong Kong and then cut to... Where, what we cut to? I think it's Godzilla back on the ship. attacking the ship. Yeah, it's back on the... Well, no, I don't think it's Godzilla attacking the ship. It's now torrential downpour at this point. Uh, King Kong is chained to the ship. He's trying to hide his face in some manner from the elements, trying to not get poured on. Because this is when we find out oh, that Godzilla yeah. can communicate with the, the little girl. That King Kong can communicate with the little girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and it's just a, a small little scene between all the characters uh, interacting with one another. Because you have uh, Eileen and Nathan having a back and forth, how uh, Nathan hopes that the Hollow Earth is real. And Eileen uh, relaying to Nathan that uh, Gia is all she has and because her family got wiped out. Uh, Eileen is all Gia has, so they have this like nice little family unit going on, and Kong rounds it out because he protects her. Right, uh, and then we cut to uh, Gia uh, putting the putting like a finishing touch on the go- or gorilla uh, doll that she'd made. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see her venture outside in the rain and everything. Uh, everybody sees her out in the rain. Eileen's like, "Oh shit, I should probably go." get her because she shouldn't be out there with Kong. I don't know what he'll do to her. He won't hurt her, but I have no idea what he's going to do. Um, Kong sees Gia. Gia points up her finger up at him. He does the same to her, and it's just like this little tender moment between Gia and Kong of them acknowledging one another and loving one another in a weird sort of way. Um, and then uh, Gia signs to Kong, and Eileen sees this, and she's like, can Kong understand what you're saying? I don't remember what she signs to him. Yeah, I think it's like home or friends yeah, or something like that. Home. Yeah, uh, and then Kong responds to her like home, and this is a big revelation to fucking everybody on the boat. Even uh, uh, the one uh, Simmons, the security uh, female, I can't remember Simmons, Walter Simmons' daughter, yeah. is like, did that monkey just talk? And everybody's fucking floored by this. We then cut to inside, and Eileen's like, look, I tried teaching him rudimentary sign language and certain phrases and things. And I thought he recognized what I was trying to tell him, but I never got any response. This is something completely new. Clearly him and Gia have been talking for quite a while. Um, and it's and now she, she asks Gia why she didn't tell mm-hmm. her that he could understand or they were talking. Right. And Gia's basically like, he didn't want me to. Yes. So clearly, they've had extensive talks with one another, just about different things. Um, and then we cut, it's nearly uh, daybreak at this point, 
and they're all just trying to figure out what to do next. And then an alarm just sounds off. And it's the alarm of Godzilla's fucking here. And that's something else we should also mention. Like early on, whenever they started this venture in the water, they're like, all right, so we know where Godzilla mainly travels in the ocean and shit. So yeah, we're staying away stays. from there. Um, so they're not in any of his, his territory, but somehow he has figured out that Kong is in the water. So he's beelining it to Kong. And everybody's losing their shit. They're like, what the fuck do we do? Like, we need Kong to get to Hollow Earth, but there's no way, if Godzilla takes him out, there's no way we're going to get to Hollow Earth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then, all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Uh, Godzilla uh, pops up his dorsal fin out of the water and just rams right through one of the destroyers and shit, taking it out, does it to another one, and then he dives into the water, and King Kong looks down on the water like, oh, shit. Well, and he's, he's trying to he's struggle out of the and trains. He's trying to get out of his chains, like screaming yeah, roaring yeah. off of the side like telling and we see like there's a, a panel that gives them him sedatives and controls the chains on king kong and eileen's like look we need to let him out we need to let him fight and what i just said uh nathan's like well how are we gonna find hollow earth if he ends up losing or we lose him or any of those things we then have godzilla come out of the water as king kong looks down and Godzilla just basically pushes up the one destroyer that they're all on and just flips it completely over. And everybody's now underwater. The, the entire thing is filling up with water. Kong is just trying to struggle out of the chains in some manner under the water and shit. He's holding his breath. He's losing his struggle and shit like that. We see Nathan's character realize, oh shit, we should probably let him out. He dives into what is left of uh, the ship and shit. Uh, and he swims to the into control. The bridge. Yeah, into the bridge area. Uh, he swims uh, up to the controls. He struggles for a bit, but ends up releasing the chains on Godzilla, or on <laughs> ends up releasing the chains on King Kong. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, was yeah, the King Kong and Godzilla struggle for a bit, and then Kong headbutts Godzilla, which concusses Godzilla for or uh, yeah, concusses Godzilla for a bit. I thought I said it wrong there. Um, knocks him back a bit, Godzilla. Or King Kong swims up to the water, flips the boat back over to the right side, makes sure everybody's safe at this point. All the water's draining out of it. Uh, King Kong gets up on the boat, and then uh, Godzilla basically swims around, and King Kong sees this, and he sees that several of the destroyers are lined up with one another. So he basically leaps from the one he's on to another one to another one, and then I believe Godzilla just pops out of the water, and they fight for a bit on this one destroyer. Yeah. Um, it's like that scene from the trailer where Godzilla comes up on one, you see on one end, you see uh, King Kong on the other, and they just clash on this one destroyer in the middle of the ocean and shit. Um, Godzilla is winning the battle for a bit. King Kong tosses him back in the water, and uh, we see Godzilla charge up his atomic breath, and Kong notices it, and he's like, oh shit, I need to get the fuck out of here. Right at the last second, the atomic breath bursts through the water into the destroyer. The destroyer gets destroyed. Um, Kong jump, jumps into the water, and uh, uh, I believe at this point he's trying to swim back up out of the water, but Godzilla grabs onto him, and they ju he just takes them both Pull down them into down, the water. Yeah. Uh, we see Eileen, like, shit, we need to help him in some manner. There's got to be something we can do. Seismic charges, do we, or sound charges, or some shit like that. And then we just see, depth like... Depth charges. Depth charges, that's it. And then we just see just a bunch of fucking torpedoes just open up on the side of this, and just... <laughs> Out of the uh, destroyer, into the water, they uh, drop a couple hundred feet, and then it holds for like a beat or two, and then nothing happens, and then we just see like this ring of water just ripple up out of the water, and boom, and this big explosion happens, everybody's still holding their breath, and out comes... 
King Kong back onto the boat. He's safe and sound. Godzilla has released him and shit like that. He's basically Laying passed down because he's a sleepy yeah, boy. Yeah, he's nearly passed out at this point. Like he's about ready to. Um, we then cut to a shot, and it's another fucking brilliant shot of like Godzilla popping up out, not even just like jumping out of the water, just slowly rising out of the water and look like through all the debris and shit of all the ships that are on fire and stuff, just looking at Godzilla or at King Kong. <laughs> and oh, uh, I'm running out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And just looking at King Kong, and King Kong sees him, and we have this like menacing look from Godzilla to King Kong. And then Nathan's character is like, shit, um, if he comes at us again, I don't think Kong's going to make this. And everybody's like, what do we do? And for some reason, Nathan's like, well, quickly, shut off everything. Make him think we're dead in the water, and he won't come after us. I'm just like, how does that work? It's like, oh, okay, well, he can't move anymore. He's just going to die on the water. That's cool. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, and then uh, it, it worked because Godzilla doesn't come after them. He just dives back into the water in the other direction. And uh, Godzilla or King Kong is on the <laughs> it's on the main uh, platform of the ship just nursing his wounds and shit. Uh, he just got his ass kicked. Not sure what to do. Everybody else is just sitting in the main bridge of the ship just wondering, like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah, if if we as, start the ships up, as we start the engines back up, he'll come after for us for whatever reason. I it, story, reasons, story reasons. That's the only thing I could think of. Um, and then uh, Nathan's character is like, "How well is Kong at heights?" And then we cut to uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Bernie, and Julian Dennison's character Tapwater uh, arriving in Hong Kong, and they're wondering uh, what happens next. They just hear like the rumbling and shit of the container that they're in. Oh, I think one of the container doors opens. They duck out, and it's they're in this, uh, I think, long hallway, and they get into an elevator. The elevator descends into a, another part, and Tapwater's like, where does this go? And Bernie just looks at him like dead-eyed. He's like, to hell, as they descend into the rest of the facility. They get to the bottom of the facility. I think it's like the 33rd floor. It opens up, and it's just like this big open area with like something off to the side and like shadows and shit. We then cut to Walter Simmons' character and uh, Sarasawa's character um, just talking back and forth about what needs to happen and all that. And that it has uh, like 40% capacity for the energy sources they have, so this will be a nice test to figure out what we need to do next. Uh, they start up what they're trying to uh, uh, work, what they're working on. We see um, uh, Shun Uguri, uh, Sarasawa, in like a big weird skull we're not sure what it is he's just in a skull with like all these electronics and bioluminescent lights around him and he's got this like head unit on and clearly this is the unit that controls this big metallic godzilla the mecha godzilla if you will um and bernie's like this is it this is what apex has been working on shit <laughs> this I is said what- it happens at least once an episode <laughs> right this is what apex has been working on he's been trying to keep secret this is what godzilla has been after all this time is this mecha godzilla uh, we see Walter Simmons' character, uh, the character Walter Simmons, uh, say, open up uh, Bay 10 or something like that. It starts to open up, and one of the skull crawlers just pops out, goes after the group, but then quickly stops, and the Mecha Godzilla grabs it by both its arms and it just rips it apart. Um, but in that uh, struggle with the skull crawler, it powers down. It did not have enough power to continue going. Um, this is where we find out what um, uh, Simmons' character or Simmons' daughter's character is trying to do. It, he's trying to find some sort of power source in, in the, the Hollow Earth, Earth that could power Mecha Godzilla and give 
humans the apex standing once again because now they have the mecha godzilla right um we then cut to i think it's just uh kong flying yeah it's it all you see all these like uh helicopter carriers and helicopters with all these lines attached to something it then reveals itself as god's or king kong um on this like net thing being carried to antarctica we see the group that they uh, is ushering him there. They're like, we're almost there. We then cut to a wide shot, and we see just this facility that was built at some point with like a chute down to something. We're not sure what. Obviously, it's the hollow earth, but we're not sure for what. Um, the helicopters drop, or they don't really drop. They basically gently lay him down in this big area. Uh, and then the, all the lines disconnect. It, it wakes, wakes him up. up. Um, uh, the main group is now at like this like balcony ledge area. And they're trying to figure out a way to get him into the tunnel to follow him into Hollow Earth. Because they think because of uh, – that's something we forgot to mention early on. So Nathan believes that there's a thing called genetic memory, that all these Titan creatures should have much, some sort of memory. Much like other creatures in nature. Like now, salmon like spawning. Like salmon spawning in the same river that they are born, born in. in yeah. um, they mention another creature as well. I can't remember. Oh, uh, pigeons, I think. I'm not sure. A bird of some sort. I, but, I mean, it's it's well documented in many different animals, like dolphins remember certain places, migratory patterns and stuff. It's the basis for the Assassin's change, Creed movies. Don't, or games. Don't change at all. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some sort of memory. Passed on from generation, on from to, generation, generation. to generation. So they think by using That's one of these titans, they can get to the hollow earth and figure out what it is, if it is actually true, all that shit. Uh, and we have uh, Gia signed to uh, King Kong that this is home, but Kong is not listening to her he's at all. He's like, no, nah, this is not. And this is the first time he's been around snow, he, and he's completely flabbergasted. He's cold as fuck, and he's just perplexed by <laughs> I the don't snow. know what this white shit is, yeah. but I don't like it. Uh, and then Nathan's like, well, what if we tell him that his people are down there, that his people may be down there? And Eileen's like, no, we're lying to him. She won't go for that. And Nathan's like, well, do you have a better plan? And Eileen's like, no. He'll die here if we yeah. if we don't do that. So he's like, come on, Eileen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so she uh, does it, but she does it in a way that isn't directly lying, but kind of is. She hints it to Gia that more of his people could be down there. Right. All you have to do is tell him that. She is a There's bit. There's the potential that there could be more like him right. down there, but uh, they don't know. Gia, you see her a little standoffish by that idea, but she does it anyway. And then as soon as he's like, there might be more monkeys. <laughs> yeah, so Zoom. He automatically just beelines it to, towards that hole. They all jump into their heaves. They follow Kong. And uh, we just see Kong. Clearly, the structure's been here for a while because they have all this like scaffolding and shit throughout this entire like open cavernous area. And he's just swinging from uh, uh, structure to structure. Quote, unquote, branch to branch. Right. Uh, he uh, loses a grip at one point, slides down this embankment and into this like portal, this like glowing portal of some sort. They follow him in. Yeah, that turns into fucking ludicrous speed from <laughs> Spaceballs. <laughs> right. Uh, they go in, follow him, and then they're now in the Hollow Earth at this point. And as soon as they come through the event horizon, gravity changes. Yep. And that's what the heaves were built to be able to take withstand it and stuff. Yeah. And then they. 
And they do this cool uh, shot where it looks like the camera's following them down. It looks like they're going to crash into the ground, but it doesn't right at the last second. It then shoots off to like the top half of the screen and the camera just tilts backwards towards it. Doesn't change uh, like it's just upside down at this point as it watches. And then it just flips over and just continues following. Right. And we we should say that uh, Kong also like comes through it and then like he's just like falling. Yes. Down the side of this huge mountain. Yeah, he sees that he, he can just basically slow his descent. He eventually like grabs on and is able to slow his descent down to the hollow earth, mm-hmm. but all of the heaves like drop faster than him. So mm-hmm. there's there's one of like the heave that Gia and Eileen are in that like comes right in front of him and like you kind of get a close yeah. uh, close up of him like looking at them and them looking at him like uh what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Um they make it out of that, and then they're just going through like this valley area. And I also want to mention there are several creatures in this valley. I wrote them. I wrote a few of them down. The other ones don't really have a name. But uh, so as they're going through this valley, then the second heave that uh, the uh, I guess the rest of the team is in, not the main characters, but the other team, the right. expendable the, the ones, expendable ones, the red shirts, um, gets attacked by something. It goes careening into the ground, explodes, and all that. And then Godzilla intervenes right before. It. King Kong intervenes right before it uh, attacks. To anybody who can't see what's going on, I'm holding this duster can, and I spray it, I spray it directly at his face. <laughs> yes. And we're not that far away from each other. We're sitting on opposite sides of a desk. Yes. So, like, it hits him in the face every time. Yes. So he does, like, a little cat, like, <laughs> like if you ever blow in a cat's face, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yes. Like, scrunched eyeballs, like, mm, I like that. <laughs> Greg does that every time he says the name wrong. That's why it's so fun for me. Um, <laughs> Obviously, because we don't re- like video record this, you can't mm. see what's happening. Right, right. Oh, you hear that's it. that's probably why I enjoy it so much. Um, and then uh, Godzilla <laughs> King Kong intervenes at the last second before Gia and Eileen and Nathan Ship gets attacked by this thing. And the thing is called they never mention the name. It just looks like a weird pterodactyl snake type thing. Um, and what did they call it? Uh, it's called a war bat. Um, and they have other creatures that I'll mention as we go through it. Um, but uh, the w- I think it's just one? Well, at first. Yeah, and then the second and one. Kong quickly dispatches of it, and a second one comes out, and he, like, grabs it and... It wraps around him. Loki's it. No. Oh, yeah, he Loki's it. But I thought it wrapped around him, because the, the humans help him at one point. Well, that's for the third one, because there's three that show up. Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he does, Loki's it. He does the, uh, to anybody who doesn't understand the Loki reference, um, in the first Avengers, Loki is like talking to the Hulk and he's like, don't you know who I am? I'm a God. And the Hulk just grabs him and like slams him from side yeah. to side in the ground. Multiple times. Just bang, 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 bang. And then drops him. And he's like puny God. So that's anytime we say you got Loki, that's, that's it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Kong bests both of them, and then the third one comes up, wraps itself around Kong, and it looks like Kong is about to be bested by this thing, but then the humans send out a bunch of, like, Delta missiles at it. Uh, it hits the uh, warbat, it screams in pain, then King Kong just grabs it, like, balls it up, like, its wings and shit, and you just see bones breaking on the thing, just balls it up, and then just slams it into the ground, stomps on it a few times, and then just rips its head off. Completely from his body. Tosses the body and then just starts slurping the entrails out of the yeah, head. Like eats the head. Like, <laughs> mm. This is tasty. Uh, tosses the head and then we just see Kong just 
book it. I mean, it's kind of the same thing that he does with the uh, with the giant squid. Yeah. In in, in Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yeah, yeah. Where he just like, okay, you're dead now. <laughs> I'll eat now you. Now your food. Yeah. Uh, we just see Kong book it, and then when well, uh, you get Simmons' character say like, "That's disgusting," yeah. or something like that, and I'm like, "No, that's that's nature." Yeah. yeah. Like. An apex predator will eat the thing it just killed. Yeah. Uh, so Kong is hauling ass at this point. And it's hard for them to keep up because he's really fucking running. And he's in this like big open area. We see a shot of Kong running, like a low and, shot and on the hollow, ground. And Hollow Earth looks gorgeous. Yes. Just uh, all this like, fucking like brilliant. Like pristine, pristine wildlife preserve mm-hmm. and he comes across these two ca- or these two style. sets of creatures it's like this what the, they only call it one thing from what i've read hollow earth spiders and then this lizard comes in it's called just a hollow earth lizard now if you know anything about godzilla lore there's this character it's almost similar to what we see eating the the hollow earth spider um it's called anguis or angrius or something like that where it's an, uh, an ally of godzilla that helps him battle Gita, I think. I can't remember I, exactly. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but it looks similar to that. It has It's very low to the ground. Looks a little like uh, Godzilla, but it's very little and low to the ground, but has spikes all over its body and shit. That's what people were thinking that this character is, but apparently the director said, no, that's not him. Um, but then uh, Godzilla continues... <laughs> King Kong continues. He gets up to this main mountain. We see all these like floating rocks that are glowing like purplish-blue. And one thing I really like with the Hollow Earth is obviously the, the has its own ecosystem. So the, the, the sun area is basically the core of the Earth shining in on this area. But because it's inside another planet, you have this like inverse right above you. Yeah. Um, so it, we just see Godzilla. We see King Kong get up to this. No! <laughs> we see King Kong get up to the top of this mountain. And he basically just makes like a little leap up to the other side and it pulls him to the other side. And he's now on this other mountain and shit. Uh, look at the inverse of where he was. Um, we, the heaves follow him and we end up at this like big cavern mountain area. And we see all these like Kong statues without or throughout. Um, so clearly there was a, a, a system here of like giant apes in this hollow earth and they had their own system. We see all these like, uh, skeletal remains of different apes and shit throughout the entire facility. And it looks like something was here at one point. We see all these like broken axes and broken, like, uh, weapons of war and shit like that. We see Kong sees this one ax in the ground. He grabs it and he's kind of remembering it. We see him like have some sort of like small recognition. Well, you see before they even get into the facility proper, you see him like, uh, there's, like red paint, red painted handprints hand yeah, yeah. that he pushes on to open the doors, yeah. and then he goes in, and there's this one axe that's still full, yeah, like, that isn't broken, yeah, yeah, and he picks it up, and there was some sort of battle here, something that went yeah. down here where all these apes died, and the prevailing theory is that Kong, Godzilla, well, that Kong, um. Ended up like being ejected from the yeah. Hollow Earth, and that's how he ended up on, on Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yep. So this was in fact his home. Yes, 
but they assumed that it was Godzilla or the something else. The the species of Godzilla because the axe is a like dorsal fin scale yeah, yeah. of Godzilla. Of a Godzilla creature, yeah. Um we then so see he not, then sees like in the center not Godzilla, whatever you want to call their and race. We get this amazing shot of Kong because he sees in the center of this big area uh, like a throne of some sort. So mm-hmm. he sits down on it and we see just see him like uh hoist this axe on his knee while he's just lounging in this throne and it's just an amazing shot of like King Kong in this throne. And if it, at one point he was just surveilling all he fucking yep, won King, in battle. I'm King Kong. Um, but My then, place. Uh, like, the facility starts to, like, charge up, and we see the axe starting to light up and shit. Right. Um, and so, clearly, there's a connection between the axe and this facility that he's in. And uh, a hole. Yeah, like where a, the axe... Like a, we see other axes laying in this, uh, like, grooves, uh, all these other grooves as well. But there's one missing. Right. And he puts it down, and it, like, begins to charge up the facility. And I think we skipped a scene. I think so flashes, too. That, that flashes, flashes back to up to Hong Kong. Hong Kong, and Godzilla is in tracking, Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, tracking the Mecha Godzilla or what he perceives. He doesn't know what it is. He just, something's there threatening his apex status. Right. So he's in Hong Kong. We see all the people, all these alarms sound, all these people going into like this Titan shelter of some sort. Um, and he's just destroying shit left and right, looking for whatever is threatening right. his status. And literally the second that Kong puts yes. the axe into the groove, he and notices. It starts to light up. Godzilla's just like, fuck whatever's here. I got to deal with what's in the middle of earth yep. right now. And atomic breaths straight, straight down into the ground. Yep. All the way to the hollow earth. Um, anyway, so yeah, he's burrowing into the, uh, earth straight into where everybody is. We then see, uh, Walter Simmons' daughter, uh, see that the ground is charging up and she's like, oh shit, this is the, this is what we're here for. Yep. Uh, she takes out a bot, it crawls on the ground and shit and then burrows into the ground and we see, or burrows like a, a laser into the ground, takes a sample up out and we see Eileen and Nathan's like, you can't do this. This isn't. Yours to take. This is a major discovery. You can't just mine it for whatever the fuck you want. Right. And she basically like, this is Apex property now. Yeah. And she's like, the fuck I can't. And then turns her guns on everybody. And Kong notices that they turn the gun on a child. And he's pissed at this idea. He growls and yells. And as he does that, we see like these winged creatures. Cave bats. uh, Like wake up and see something's going on in this facility that they're in. Uh, We see a few of them flying around. Uh, we get a quick shot of uh, Godzilla in Hong Kong, still burrowing in. Yeah, I said it right. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I said it wrong, um, but we see it him That's still. Why you didn't get you didn't get zazzed because you're talking about Godzilla up in Hong Kong. Yes, uh, I he, thought you were going to say we see Godzilla on the throne, and I was going to zazz you. No, I was going to zazz you good. Uh, he's still uh, burrowing his uh, atomic breath into the ground. We then cut to, um, I believe the winged creatures start, like, strafing across everybody. Like, Well, no. It, after you see Godzilla, you see Simmons talking about how this is oh, being uploaded. Yeah, they now have a... Which are something I want to get to. So they're looking for this energy source. They now have a sample of the energy source. But how are they able to 
replicate the energy source? Because the idea of mining is that you now have the actual fuel source that you can then implement into different right. things. It's but not they like, don't have... It's not like people discovered lithium and then went, oh... This is how you make it. We can make it this way. Yeah, I don't understand. I, spo- story reasons. Yeah. Because they don't have to wait for the excavation to come back. Right. Um, they have apparently... Yeah, the they apparently know how to blueprint, recreate this. Uh, of this energy source. They then power up the Mecha Godzilla creature... And we see uh, Tapwater, Bernie, and Millie Bobby Brown in the facility. They get apprehended by security in Apex. They get brought... Well, not yet. They discover first. They see uh, the... Whatever, the Asian lead programmer, Simmons lead programmer Mm, at Apex. Yeah, yeah. And this is where we get where... In the skull. And then they, like, peel it. Like, they, they come up alongside the skull and they're like, ah! And they're like, oh, wait, he's in some sort of trance. And then they pull back, and Millie Bobby Brown is like... It's a skull. That's and, oh, Mar- that's Gadira. Yeah, Bernie skull. says it's Monster Zero. They go back to that bullshit of Monster Zero, and Millie Bobby Brown's like, no, it's King Gadira. It's its skull that survived from... And then sh- they have the, the revelation of, well, if he's in this one, then there must be one in the Mecha Godzilla. And that's how he's able to control it via the telepathy because uh, the three heads of Gadira were separate and the only way that they could communicate was telepathically and stuff. So there must be some telepathic link. They're using uh, the telepathy that Gadira has to power or to control the Mecha Godzilla. So that comes into play here in a bit uh, because all hell starts breaking loose. Um, but yeah, they get into a facility. They're trying to pull out information about what's going on exactly in this facility. Uh, we see like this woman notice that they're in this particular room. Bernie's like, look, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Madison, we got to get the fuck out of here. The woman with the evil haircut uh, noticed us. She's getting some people. We need to get the hell out of here. Uh, tap water's trying to tell her to get the fuck out. And we see the security guards come up to the window. He's like, do you have security clearance? And we see Bernie like, look, no, I'm of Apex. He still has his Apex uniform on and shit. I'm with uh, uh, maintenance. And he and, also tries the, like, I can't hear you. Yes, he the, also tries the glass. And then they just shoot the yeah, glass. Yeah, nothing's working. They break the glass. Um, they get in and they just point their guns at Millie Bobby Brown, Bernie, and Tapwater. They then get escorted to Walter Simmons' character. He's looking at the uh, fruits of his labor, at the Mecha Godzilla powering up and staying powered up and all that. And Walter He's Simmons is like basically saying, you know, like the reason that I did this was so that humans are the apex predator, predator yeah. again. Like we we get our apex status back. And Millie Bobby Brown's like, but we didn't need it. And mm-hmm. He's like, yes, we did because. Humans rule, yes. and and every other creature rules. <laughs> We're number one. We're number one. And then uh, the guy who's controlling it via telepathy gets kicked out. Yes, and he's like, uh, not just kicked out. I think he gets electrified, like killed. Oh, by, yeah, yeah, by uh, Gadira. And we get the inclination that uh, Gadira has now taken over. Yep, uh, Mecha Godzilla, and we see the Mecha Godzilla start to turn and shit towards. Uh, Walter Simmons' character, and it just starts walking towards, and everybody sees this happen, but Walter Simmons, and then at the last second, Walter Simmons turns around, sees it, and then, oh, fuck. And then gets taken out. Like, the Mecha Godzilla just runs its arm right through that main area. Our good guys duck out of the way, apparently. Uh, Walter Simmons gets taken out. They get far enough back in the, uh, the 
room that they're in. The uh, fuck. The VIP box seat yeah, that yeah. they're in. Yeah, yeah. Above. Uh, the- yeah. Walter Simmons is killed at this point. We then cut to uh, inside the Hollow Earth. Uh, Godzilla Simmons has daughter dying. Yeah, well, yeah, Godzilla has now burrowed a hole all the way down to this uh, hollow earth. We see, and they do this, like, weird, like, flip it thing. It's almost confusing where you see Godzilla looking down into the hole. And then we cut to uh, Kong also looking down in the hole. But it's, like, this weird, like, no, he should be looking up. But no, he should be looking down. It's this weird, like, confusing thing. But it's because it's the hollow earth that they have this different aspect of where they are. On and inside the earth and on earth as so well. Um, uh, we also see the throne get melted, uh, obliterated by Godzilla's atomic breath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the there's two heaves left whenever they get in. Yep. Now there's only one left. Uh, what? No, one. there's still two left. Because uh, Eileen and Nathan are cut oh, off from there because right. of the, they call them hell hawks. Those little flying things that were in, that were waking up because uh-huh. Kong screamed and everything. Uh, they are now at in between them and their heave. Um, uh, Simmons' daughter's character and her security team and get into one of the heaves, and they're like, "No, we need to get the fuck out Take of here." Off. They go past Kong, and they, it looks like they're about to escape through the hole that Godzilla just made. But Kong grabs them. Kong peers into the heave. He's like, "Is this my girl?" No, this is the person that tried to kill fuck my you. girl. <laughs> and we see the, the Walter Simmons' daughter is like, "No, no, no, no!" And he cuts it outside. He just crushes it like it's nothing. It explodes. He tosses it to the side. Um, uh, Nathan is dealing with the Hellhawks at this point. I think he shoots one, and the other one screams at them. And they're like disgusting looking, like uh, hairless parakeets. Yeah, um, mixed with like a pterodactyl of sorts. They end up getting out of there. Jumping into the heave, they, uh, we see Godzilla, or not, not, not Godzilla, we see King Kong grab the axe that was just powered up, and he jumps into the hole that Godzilla just made. Um, Nathan and them follow King Kong through the hole, um, and it's, I, I believe we then cut to uh, Bernie, Millie, Bobby Brown, and Tapwater watching as all hell breaks loose, because as Godzilla's looking into the hole, watching Godzilla, or King Kong coming towards him, uh, Mecha Godzilla breaks up, uh, breaks out of the facility. No, it's not yet. Oh, that's right. It, they they have fight. a battle between yeah. the two. Yeah, Kong wins the the second round between the two. Yeah. Now that they're on land, yes, uh, we see uh, Kong and Godzilla just duke it out with one another on the the coast of uh, Hong Kong. Um, and we get some interesting battle scenes between the two, and it's like this beautiful like nighttime shot of. Just all this like dead glow, glowy, glow stick looking that you see in the trailer. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Godzilla is shooting his atomic breath, and, and Kong, Kong blocking it with the axe. Yeah, catching it with the axe and just like redirecting it directly at Godzilla. Godzilla. Uh, we then get the Godzilla knocks the axe out of Kong's hand. It embeds into a tower and shit. They scuffle for a bit more. Godzilla gets pushed away from Kong. And then Kong jumps out the top of the building, grabs this, like, disc thing at the top of this building, and then starts, like, jumping over buildings and shit, trying to whirl it around to try to throw it Godzilla, but it's not working. It gets knocked out of his hand by atomic breath. But in the, 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 the like, running stint that he has, he then jumps up onto the building that has the axe, grabs the axe, and then we get that shot from the trailer of the atomic breath being cut through by the axe and shit, and it just, like, Boom, they connect and shit. Godzilla gets knocked back. King Kong gets knocked back. And it's just this amazing fucking sequence. There's also some uh, some 
King Kong fur on fire from yeah from one the, of the times that Godzilla knocks the axe out of his hand yeah and he's like just running through the city yep uh, the axe is also out of or no uh, I think the axe no the axe is out of Kong's hand because in that whole like boom them connecting the axe gets thrown off to the side embeds into another building um, and then Godzilla just beats the ever loving shit out of Kong at this point. Just runs him through every building, just drags him through the goddamn fucking ground, grabs him by the arm. We see his arm pop out of socket and shit. And he's just, his ass is kicked at this point. Um, and he's down for the count. He tries to get back up. And uh, Nathan and Eileen and G- Gia see this. Well, and- no, Godzilla, like, they're, they're watching the whole fight. Yes. And Godzilla, like, puts his foot on yeah, Kong's chest yeah. and is, like, pushing down, like, huh? Hi, guy. Anything else? Huh? And Kong's we like, get this like Kong's nice like, shot. No, I'm done. He, he's not really done because he 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 doesn't have the strength to continue on. Well, right. That's because then Godzilla screams in his face. Godzilla do, or King Kong doesn't submit, but also screams in Godzilla's face. <laughs> I did. I did kind of like that because it's like it's like I beat you, roar. And he's like, I don't care, roar. Yeah. <laughs> and Godzilla's like, look, yeah, this is what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And Godzilla's like, look, I beat you fair and square. Fuck you. And then just walks off. And Godzilla or King Kong tries to get back up and just can't. He collapses back to the ground. Uh, the heave uh, lands on the ground. Uh, Gia sees this and feels his heartbeat. They have this like weird connection with one another. He feels, or she feels well, she his can heartbeat. Feel his heartbeat in on the ground. the ground. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because she is deaf and she's more able uh, to pick up tuned to that type yeah. of thing. Uh, and it's starting. To, and she tells she, Eileen, yeah, this. that it's slowing down. And it's he's slowly dying at this point. And Nathan's like, well, we have something that we could jumpstart his heart. They look at the heave. And he remembers what uh, Walter told him about that the heaves are powered by a very strong current that could uh, power uh, Las Vegas yeah, for a enough week. electricity for to run Vegas for a week. Um, and then he's like, he finds a way to reverse the polarity. Yeah, and it's just him in the in the heave at this point. He ends up uh, piloting the heave up onto <laughs> Kong's chest. <laughs> Before he does, he. Uh, has a bonding moment with Gia yeah. where yeah. he's like, he's like you and he's trying to say you're very brave, but he doesn't speak ASL. Yeah. And so he's just going off of what Eileen had told him earlier. So he ends up calling her a coward. Yes. They all smile at this. Right. Because they know he thinks what that they did. Yeah. Uh, we should also mention right before they jumpstart Kong's heart again, this is when Mecha Godzilla breaks out of the Apex facility. Right. Uh, and Godzilla is about to leave Hong Kong completely because he's like, I won. I don't need yep. this shit. Uh, but then Mecha Godzilla bursts out and then just lays waste to fucking Godzilla. Everything, Everything and Godzilla at the same time. Well, yeah, they have a, he's attacking just the city. Yeah. And then also Godzilla. Yeah. So Mecha Godzilla is laying waste to the, uh, Hong Kong, and Godzilla's not having any of it. He tries to attack Mecha Godzilla, but he's getting his ass kicked by Mecha Godzilla because Mecha Godzilla has all his Im- not just like teeth and claws and shit. Mecha Godzilla has fucking everything. He's got missiles. He's got fucking lasers. And I'd like to say that you know Kong kind of wore him out a little bit yes. in their fight. Yes. Um. Uh. They. Nathan lands the heave on God, on uh, King Kong's chest. He reverses the electricity, like you said. Uh, he escapes narrowly uh, before the entire thing just 
before they defibrillate his heart at this point. Yeah, well, it it zaps the electricity, but then it also explodes directly on top of his chest. Yeah. Which I feel like an explosion of that size directly on his chest, based on how regular bullets affected him, like it would have caused a pretty serious chest wound. Maybe. But story reasons. Story right? reasons it doesn't. Um, but immediately Kong wakes the fuck up and is like screaming and shit. It's like, Bruh. what the fuck? <laughs> um, he and sees Gia off to the side. She signs to him, like, you, Godzilla is our friend. You need to help him. He's not our enemy. He's our friend. Yeah. And Kong responds, like, oh, that bitch. <laughs> he doesn't say that. He just screams out in the uh, open. He's just kind of like, no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he's our friend. This is this is the enemy. Yeah, this metal. The uh, metal one Godzilla. is the enemy. And then Kong's like, all right. All right, bet. <laughs> um, and, and then he does the lethal weapon thing. His shoulder's out of socket. He does the lethal weapon thing and just shoulder checks a building, puts it back into a socket. skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he moves his arm a bit, growls, and not, Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla are not paying attention to Kong at all. Um, but Godzilla's getting his ass handed to him, and then we just see Mecha Godzilla, or Gadira at this point, uh, grab Godzilla by the top of his jaw and the bottom of his jaw, open it wide, and it looks like he's going like to charge up. the atomic breath. Down Godzilla's throat. Uh, and just before it happens, Kong jumps on Mecha Godzilla's uh, back and rears his head up into the sky, and that beam goes into the sky and shit. And then it's just a. A two-on-one fight between Godzilla, Kong, and Mechagodzilla. And you see Kong and Godzilla teaming up, uh, just beating the piss out of Mechagodzilla. And it looks like they're about the best Mechagodzilla, but then Mechagodzilla sends a few bombs out at uh, Godzilla, knocking him back and shit. Just, and he's out at this point. He's just done. He, he has no fight left in him. Uh, and it's just Godzilla and, or Mechagodzilla and Kong in a scuffle at this point. He's got the axe at this point as well. Yeah, he's got the axe back. Um, he's got the axe in one hand, and it looks like he's going to be drilled into by this like spinner drill well, tail that Mecha yeah. Godzilla has. And like Kong, Kong leaves to get the axe back, and that's when Godzilla goes down. And it looks like Mecha Godzilla is going to take Godzilla out, mm-hmm. and then Kong comes back in. And is like, no, we're still fighting, and like hits him a couple of times with the axe. Yeah, it's causing, not really having any causing effect. him to turn and face. Kong. Kong. Uh, but yeah, Kong is pinned up with the tail and the axe in one hand and the uh, the spinner drill tail in the other. And then we cut back to Billy Bobby Brown and Bernie trying to figure out some way to stop Mecha Godzilla from killing both these creatures. Well, and th- this is a fun scene with tap water because, mm-hmm. uh, like, they sat him down at the terminal to uh, to hack in because he said he could hack in. Yeah, yeah. And Bernie's like... I thought you said you could hack in. And he's like, no, I said that I took one class in HTML. And he's like, HTML? Are we in the 90s? <laughs> it just made me laugh because whenever you first took that class, you're like, yeah, I'm a code breaker. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you thought you were so hard like, because you knew HTML yeah, and CSS. <laughs> like... And I mean, programming language has come a long way. Yes. And there's still several that I don't know. Yeah. Um, but to flex, to flex <laughs> on all my fellow nerds out there, like back in the early 2000s, whenever like websites were written in HTML yeah, or yeah. you used a, uh, a suite like, uh, like Adobe had, um, what was it? Dreamweaver. That's or, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. That. 
basically did all your HTML coding for yeah, you. Yeah, you didn't have to do much, just a few things to do right. a basic website. Right, but I could I could write a basic website in HTML right. in its entirety. Uh, with like now, the, I don't think the too hex. much is ri- written with oh, HTML. No, it's like, like XML it or yeah, XML and some other ones. Yeah, but we also exactly. you and I both because we were in robotics, we also learned C plus plus and yeah, some yeah. of the other coding languages and stuff. And I still every once in a while will get to talk about coding languages whenever I'm talking to certain people that work at the plant. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like wait, you you actually know how to code stuff? And I'm like, well. Not by today's standards, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like at that at this point, that was almost twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah, things <laughs> like, have advanced. Coding coding has come a long way since we did. But I remember whenever we were back in high school, and you absolutely thought because you could like yes. write HTML that you were a legitimate badass. <laughs> yes, that you were like, gods of the internet. Well, like. <laughs> Like half the cl- there was there was a class to design web pages, yeah, and half of the class could only design web pages using like Dreamweaver, mm. where it would write the code for them, yeah, and then the other half of the class could write the pages in HTML, and you could literally put whatever you wanted to in the HTML code, and it would play on your website. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I remember this <laughs> is there were two <laughs> there were two computer teachers. Whenever we were in high school, mm-hmm. there was Web and Awbaugh. Yeah. Um, or for for their nicknames, uh, Miss Webb didn't really have a nickname. She was just Webb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Mrs. Awbaugh was named Spike. Yes. Because she coached the volleyball, volleyball team. team. Yeah. So Webb and Spike. Webb. And Miss Awbaugh, I had a huge crush on. I can understand why. She was she, uh, very attractive. Anyway, yes. Um, Mrs. Webb loved, 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 loved Mm -hmm. the hamster dance. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure anybody near our age remembers. Or if you don't, if you just type in hamster dance, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Yeah. But it's a very, very annoying song that loops. Yep. Like after, I want to say like 45 seconds or so. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a 45 second. It's not very long in just the one incantation. Um, And I didn't have Mrs. Webb as a teacher. I had Spike. Mm -hmm. And every day, one of the first things that I would code in HTML into every one of my websites, because you had to continuously check Mm -hmm. to make sure it worked, was the hamster dance song. And Spike fucking hated it. (laughs) And another thing about Mrs. Webb is uh, she, we went to school when like teachers were allowed to touch you, not like touch you, touch you. Although with Miss Albaugh, I wish she would touch me, touch me. (laughs) You want, you want her to to touch you like, uh, like Janet in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. I want to be dirty. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Webb. Basically, um, we called it the weblock, but it was basically the Vulcan neck <laughs> So if you were fucking around in her class, she would dig two fingers into the fleshy part of your neck, and her thumb would clasp behind it 
with the same fucking force <laughs> as like one of those crabs that have like the 14 inch claws, yes. like just the giant fucking claw where you're like, that would hurt. <laughs> yes. Like that's how she would grab you to yeah, let yeah. you know that you were overstepping your yeah. bounds. Yeah. Well, Ms. Zaba did not like <laughs> the hamster dance. And so she would constantly walk over to my station and like, you need to turn your, uh, your speakers down. Yeah, yeah. And Mrs. Webb would walk into the class and go, don't you dare make him turn it down <laughs> or you'll get the web lock. <laughs> and Spike was afraid of it too. So she was just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I did it, like it was very much like one of those like, pull out your shades, <laughs> flip them open, and like, yeah, I'm so fucking cool. Like David Caruso type thing. <laughs> well, no, not, not, maybe like, maybe like 10, 10 or 15% less douchey than a David Caruso. Right. Like, like I didn't take off my sunglasses and there was another set of sunglasses. Like it wasn't quite that douchey. But but just that one line in this movie yes. just made me just think took of, you right back. Just made me think of that and go, that's really fucking funny. <laughs> I remember when I was like, oh yeah, I can code in HTML. I'm a fucking badass. <laughs> and then to hear him go, what is this the nineties? I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. Uh, anyway, back to this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tapwater doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Doesn't know how to handle this in any way. It's all locked out, and Bernie's like, well, this I is guess it. this is where I die. Yep. And so he pulls out his flask, and... Uh, he said something to like his dead wife. He's like, I'll see you soon, or something like that. And he opens it up, and then Tapwater's like, oh, wait a minute. I, he says just, something in the, in the way of like uh, short-circuiting the board or something like that. Grabs it. And then just, just dumps. dumps it in the computer. You see all these sparks and shit fly. Well, no, and then Bernie's like, man, now I have to die with you guys and sober? <laughs> yes. Uh, we then cut to... Uh, the the computer starts sparking. Yeah. Uh, we cut back to... Mecha Godzilla. And then you see the light, his like all the lights on him, like on his spine and his eyes start flashing for a bit. And then he gains control again. Well, and you see his tail like spin down, like power yeah. down. Uh, and then uh, Godzilla... Sees this as an opportunity and just uh, powers up his atomic breath and spews it at the axe that God, or King Kong is holding, and it just charges. And then we just see King Kong just lay waste to Mecha Godzilla. He starts chopping off arms, the tail, the the second arm, and uh, one of his legs. And Mecha Godzilla just falls to the ground and shit. And he's just a, a near legless and armless corpse at this point. And he's trying to reel around to shoot uh, its version of atomic breath, but King Kong's having none of it. He brings up his axe and lands it right on Mechagodzilla's neck. Uh, he then jumps on Mechagodzilla and just rips its head off completely. It then hoists the... He doesn't try to eat it, though. He doesn't no, try to eat this He one. hoists the head with uh, part of the spine in it up in the air. He growls up into the heavens and shit. Roars. Throws, roars up into the heavens and shit. Throws it off to the side and then just collapses onto the ground. <laughs> like, uh, this has been like, one hell of a day. He's like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> yes. And then we just see just shots of everybody just like 
trying to recuperate from what just happened of this these titans just basically nearly just destroying this entire city and shit. And you see uh, Mark show up, who's now the leader of Monarch. Yes. From the last movie. And he sees his daughter, and they meet, and they're hugging and shit, and we see Tapwater's like, this is all her idea, and her father's like, shut up. Um, and then uh, Millie Bobby Brown introduces him to Bernie. Bernie's a big fan of Mark. He's like, oh, can, we, yeah. can I have you on my podcast? Yeah, type yeah. thing? Yeah. And then uh, you see Godzilla... And King Kong kind of like stand up. Yeah, well, and yeah, just, in the middle of him asking to come on his podcast, Godzilla screams, and you hear Bernie just scream as well, like ah! <laughs> uh, and you see him kind of like both, just kind of like, all right, you're cool. Yeah, and they just kind of like fuck off. Godzilla there. into the water. Kong just sits back down. I guess just waiting on where he needs to go next right. or who's going to take him home. Uh, and then I believe like a thing uh, comes on the title screen like six months later or something like that. I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, but then we cut to Gia, uh, Eileen, and Nathan in this like uh, jungle area. Gia's playing in the water with some stones and shit. And then uh, we... They're like, get ready. He's, he's on his morning run. His, yeah, he's on his morning... Uh, and then the title, uh, title card comes on the screen. Hollow Earth, Monarch Outpost. So they are in the Hollow Earth. And we see Kong come by them. They're all watching him. And then we just cut to a wide shot of Kong in the Hollow Earth, just enjoying himself, going down a mountain and shit. Um, and he's just, he roars a bit and then we just cut to black and that's the movie. Yep. I really enjoyed this movie. Like there are moments in it where I'm just like, okay, that's a bit ridiculous. Like j- them having just a, uh, a sample of the energy source and they're able to replicate Completely that in some replicated. way. Um, there are ridiculous moments in this movie, but I'm like, this is a movie about two uh, creatures battling it out. I'm here for it. It's, it's just a, a lot of fun from beginning to end. And they waste no time putting these two creatures in one each other's paths. Like, I think it's like 40 minutes into the movie. Excuse me. They are battling. Hell, yeah, five, I would say, I would say like... Shortly after the credits, we have Godzilla looking for a threat against him. He's uh, dismantling Pensacola within like a few seconds of the movie and shit. So it, they don't waste any time. There are a lot of like yeah, little you scenes... See, you see Godzilla or King Kong before the credits. Even yeah, start. yeah. It's only fair I do for myself too. Uh, yeah, before the credits roll, you yeah, see you Kong. See, you see Kong before the credits, and then directly after the credits, you see Godzilla. And I'd say, like, right at the beginning of the second act is the first time they fight. I wouldn't say at the be- well, maybe at the beginning of the second act. Yeah, because the end of the first act will probably be them going on the expedition and convincing Eileen to let them have Kong. And then the beginning of the right. second act would be them going and doing that. And the third act would be just them fighting yeah. finally in Kong or Hong Kong and all that. Yeah. So d- depending on where you want to slice it, and I mean, that's, that's for someone other than me because I don't really care the exact times, but it's, it's... But it's relatively quick. Yeah, it's relatively quickly in the, in the runtime of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's for a large portion of the movie. Yeah. It's, it's not just that one time and then done. Here's a perfect example. Um, in Freddy versus Jason, they don't meet up for a good fucking while in that movie. Yeah. You see them do their own certain things. And that movie's horrible from beginning to end, but it's fun to see those characters interact with one another. But they don't fight. Once they do. Yeah. Like, 
once they interact with each other. It's not till the very end. And granted, that fight is pretty interesting, but they don't meet up for a good fucking while. And I think that's probably to its detriment. Because I the reason you want to go see Freddy versus Jason is because you want to see... Because it says Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Even if you it's expect, not the... You expect a fucking title card fight. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not the, the a, a long drag-out knockout fight, a fight of some sort would have been sufficed. Like we get in this movie. I mean, you. I mean, it's the Battle of the Titans. You got... Kong versus Godzilla, or Half Thor versus the Beast, <laughs> which I know has nothing to do with nerd stuff. I mean, I guess it kind of has to do with nerd stuff because Half Thor played the mountain in Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, yeah. so it's like nerd related. You're really obsessed with that, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I am really that. That is the real life version of Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, we talked about that two weeks ago, and you're still I know. thinking about that. <laughs> Because it hasn't happened yet. Okay, so anybody that doesn't know, explain to them what we're talking about. Um, so the the two, arguably the two strongest strong men in the world, yes, are going to have a boxing match. Yes, and I mean right now it's all just them talking trash to each other. Yeah, yeah. and um, them like training, putting up putting up training videos and stuff mm. of like the one guy punching a guy in the chest Just at like nearly killing 90 him. at 90% of his, uh, his total strength and making him cough up blood. Yeah, yeah. Um, he punched him one time or he punched another guy that he was training with like in the head and immediately gave him a concussion yeah, yeah. and like made the guy start throwing up and throwing up blood, like yeah. had to go get checked out. Um, that was beast, then, not thorn. Yeah, that was beast. And Half Thor is very much just like doing the basics and stuff. And I saw a video of him boxing someone else, and he like wasn't very not limber enough. Like he wasn't just, very impressive. Yeah. But the dude has Half Thor has the beast by like five inches. Yeah. And Half Thor also holds the world record for the deadlift. Yeah. And like you showed so, me that video. So first off, uh, the beast is about five or six inches shorter yeah. than half Thor. Half Thor is like six, eight. Like, is he, I thought he was like seven something. No, he's like six, eight, mm. six, nine. Yeah. Like he's tall by today. Like the only people that were really taller than him are like Andre, the fucking giant. Mm. <laughs> like, he is a giant. Yeah. And there's a reason why he played the mountain in Game right. of Thrones. And um, he, um, the Beast, held the world record for... What was it, like a ton? Or a it ton was, and a half or something? No, like it was five 500 kilograms, uh -huh. which is 1,000 pounds. Okay, half a ton. Yeah. So it was a half ton. And then Thor, or half Thor, mm -hmm. beat it. By one kilogram. Mm -hmm. And whenever the beast, like, lifted the half ton... Yeah, yeah, he was struggling. Like, as soon as he started lifting it, like, he bled profusely from his nose. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, videos of him, like, he, he said, like, he had to be helped backstage because he couldn't see, like, he was fucked he up. He blew a bunch of capillaries in his and eyes and shit. Half Thor did 501, and he's just like, meh. Yeah, he walked up easy. to it. You see him adjust himself a little bit, and then just no fucking issue whatsoever. Just lifts it up. And that also being said, the way that the deadlift works is that it is to your waist. Yeah, yeah. Because Half Thor 
six inches shorter is or taller than yeah is like six or seven inches taller his deadlift has to go like three and a half inches higher yeah and he did it without issue yeah I'm pretty sure that he could go heavier than that. And Half Thor also has other records with like uh, the Pillars of Hercules mm-hmm. and just all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And so watching these, I mean, they are they are giants. They are titans. Yeah. So it is very much Godzilla versus King Kong. Like, and the one the Beast has a, I, a history in boxing. Yeah, so. and I make I make fun and light of it often because I'm like, this right here is how the world ends. (laughs) Like every time one of them throws a haymaker, another country blinks out of existence. I don't think we're going to get many haymakers though. I'm going to say like, even if they are too, even if each of them only throws one, it's just going to be like Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. And it's supposed to happen at the end of this year, that boxing match. So, So it's gonna be interesting. It's something that I'm probably going to talk about multiple times <laughs> up to it happening, especially as more and more training videos come right. out. Yeah. But it's it's very like I said, it's very much like Godzilla versus Kong. It's yeah. two it's two titans, <laughs> like two and like I'm a pretty tough guy, mm. and I don't like if somebody's like I'm gonna fucking fight you. Normally, my reaction is like. Well, that's a mistake. You're going to fucking lose. <laughs> like, I'm pretty cocky whenever it comes to it because I'm Irish and we enjoy a good uh, a good scuffle every once in a while. A nice little brogue. Um, if one of them is like, I'm going to fight you, I would like... Can I suck your dick to get out of this? I would, I would be on another continent as quickly as I could. And if I, like, got to an airport and they're like, well, we don't have a flight until tomorrow... I'd be like, okay, well, send a rescue helicopter because I'm going to start swimming. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would not. No, no. Th- that being said, I mean, obviously, there's a certain amount of money that, like, if I was offered $100 million to take a punch from Half Thor. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd be able to do I it. would do it. I don't know. I would probably cry like a girl yeah, yeah. all the way up until it happening. And after that, for, you just and be then dust. for a solid week or so afterwards, as my chest is caved in and I'm laying in the hospital in tremendous amounts of pain. But yeah, like if there was if there was a dollar amount attached to it, like a a ridiculously high dollar amount, mm-hmm. I could do it. I think. I don't know if I could, but that, it seems like a fucking. Oh my god! Just from the beast alone, we know that uh, fucking. The mountain can fucking obviously has more strength to him because he walked up to the deadlift and like yeah. it was nothing. So from just the beast alone, the guy got hit in the chest with like ninety percent power and he started coughing up blood and shit. Well, yeah, and you see him like lose his feet and fly a good all the way back. Feet. That being said, the guy was probably like one eighty or so. I'm significantly bigger than that. Okay, I would still. I I don't. I don't know. I don't think that I would keep my feet. Yeah. But I feel like, like, I wouldn't puss out. Okay. Like, if, because, because of some of the friends that I have, like, if there was, like, uh, okay, well, he wants to punch you as hard as he can, and I only took 90%, like, I would never be able to lift, live that down. Mm-hmm. So I would just be like, yeah, give me 100%, and if you kill me, I guess I die. <laughs> like... At least I'll go to Valhalla because that's an epic fucking death. 
if I get punched by half Thor to death, I'm pretty sure Odin at that point is like, yeah, bud, like, you earned this. I feel like if if it were a scene in a movie, it would be Tommy Boy. <laughs> like, except the outcome would be very different <laughs> yeah. because I'd pick up a two by four and smash it across their face. And they just kind of look at me and I'd go, Oh, <laughs> like that was a mistake. <laughs> like I am so sorry <laughs> that that just happened. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Ryan's, a little obsessed with the fight. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens if I, because the way I feel like how it's going to go down. Yes, the beast has fucking uh, a history of boxing. I just see it as two men, and yeah, they are training for this entire year, and they are going to uh, build up their stamina and that all that. But they are two big ass men, so I think it's going to be a lot of with if they don't if something doesn't get finished by like the second round. I think it's just going to be a lot of men just. <sighs> trying to throw as heavy as a punch as they can because they're going to be gassed by the time the third round starts. I, I mean, don't it's, know. It's but a possibility. I mean, we watched fucking Godzilla and King Kong get gassed in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, anyway. And even after that, like, <laughs> so, so in this scenario, <laughs> half Thor and the beast are fucking fighting each other yes. and they're both pretty fucking gassed. And then like the third strongest man in the world comes out <laughs> and tries to fucking fight both of them. And they're just both like, no, and just like line up one punch directly into his face, and he just like ceases to exist. <laughs> It'll be just referred to that guy that we uh, destroyed into the oblivion. That's all and his name they, would be. And then they both just kind of look at each other, like, "Yeah, you're all right." And then they just fuck off. Um, I'll, this movie came out recently, um, so uh, the box office for this movie is is the most recent, but because this movie is still out making money, by the time you hear this episode, it could have made more money. Right. Um, so the audience reaction and the critic score for this movie on Rotten Tomatoes is the critic score is 75%, uh, audience is 91%. So it's doing pretty decently. Compared to the last movie where King of uh, the Monsters didn't do that great, uh, either critically. With critically or box office wise, this one's doing exponentially better. Um, the budget of this movie was $160 million opening weekend. Now, mind you, this is numbers for opening weekend theaters. during a pandemic. So theaters were only at like 25 50% capacity. Right. And it, it, I doubt that it takes into any, or it takes in any like HBO dollars right, right. into this. Right. Because, I mean, HBO made a, made a deal From what with I Warner understand, Brothers for all of their movies yeah. and like it was a I I'd imagine that it was a pretty lucrative deal for both of them. Well HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. So I don't know how much how lucrative it was. It would just be like one scratching the other one's back type thing. Well yeah. I mean so that both entities could make money yeah. is basically what I mean. Um so anyway the budget's 160 it's 160 million opening weekend 31.6 million for a movie opened up during a pandemic not fucking horrible no 30 nearly 32 million dollars not fucking horrible it's pretty decent fucking amounts of money meaning that most people in our country and several other countries are not going to theaters because of this pandemic 
Um, so far, that's well. Opening weekend, that will always be thirty-two million. Right. But so far, domestically, it's made eighty-six point seven million dollars. Internationally, three hundred twenty-one or three hundred twenty million dollars, with a grand total of four hundred and six point seven million dollars. So it's already Un- made. Already made its money. Like three hundred million dollars. Yep. So it's doing pretty in a pandemic. That's what's so phenomenal about this. So clearly, we're going to get another movie with these characters, whether it would be. Um, like there's a Godzilla movie called Destroy All Monsters where there's, I can't remember, I think there's some sort of like entity just killing them all in some manner. Nobody knows who or for what reason or what's going on. But they're killing it and then like harvesting like certain portions of it to try to make their own. Right. I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, so I believe they may go that way, but who knows? I don't know how much. I think you also have like, uh, Erberon. yeah. Which is like a giant crab monster. Yeah, like there's still there are different aspects, still... but I don't know what new they they can introduce that yeah. isn't just more the same. I'd be interested to see what they do. But I don't know outside of this what would be different. Well, I mean, they've they've also put out a, in the comics and stuff all of the ones that were. Like names on screens mm, in King of Monsters yeah, yeah. that didn't get anything in screen time, they could potentially bring to the screen and stuff. So, I mean, there's still there's still root. I mean, it, it eventually. I mean, the Toho ones all kind of did the, the same thing. Cut, copy, paste. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know what areas they could grow into. I don't know, but. As long as they don't do like Godzilla X, Godzilla in space, <laughs> right? We're doing we're doing okay, <laughs> right? I mean, it is just two monsters battling each other, yeah, so it's, the, and that's and that's the thing. Creature features will always fucking sell. Like, yes, creature features, I fucking love them, mm-hmm. even when they're not quite to this scale, like mm-hmm. uh, like the deep blue seas and the. Jaws and Lake Placid mm. and uh, even like uh, Primeval, mm, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. about um, the, that's not even really a creature, a creature feature, feature yeah. but it does have those elements. Yeah, well, it, and it does have a giant fucking crocodile yeah. in it, um, but it's actually more about the geopolitical yeah, ramifications yeah. going on in Africa. And so, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very, very deep dive to get into that yeah. movie because it's more than just, it's, it's more than a one dimensional movie. Yeah. But anything where there's a giant creature, even when they're dumb fucking like sci-fi ones, like mm. Sharktopus and yeah. Sharknado and, uh, Lavalantula. Lavalantula, sand sharks, um, Megalodon versus Mechacroc. Yeah. <laughs> like all of the really just fucking terrible ones. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, you know what? Bring it on. I don't, I don't have to fucking think about it. It's just big creatures fighting each other. I'm for it. Well. So they don't necessarily have to branch into new areas for me to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Just somewhat of a you compelling put, story. You put King Kong on a screen, I'm going to go, <laughs> big monkey. <laughs> like, Well, speaking of just shitty movies, Ryan, so next week we are going to be tackling Super Mario Brothers. Hooray. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. And uh, this is the movie where I fell in love with John Leguizamo. Like this, Spawn, and uh, Tu Wong Fu. 
Thanks for everything, Julie Newmore. What a fucking list. <laughs> like that that's that's a range right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I, I next week is going to be interesting cuz you're just going to see you just lamenting about how horrible this movie is and I'll just be like, "Did you see that shit?" <laughs> I'm going to be trying to talk about like anything other than the movie. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much all I got. That's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, tell us what you think. Tell us what you thought of the uh, the Godzilla franchise, the newest parts of the Godzilla franchise. Eventually, we will go back and do all the Toho stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just something that we didn't want to tackle right this second. Yeah, because there because are so many. Because there's newer stuff coming out that yeah. we want to kind of line up with so we can talk about while they're still relevant. Yeah. Because I imagine, not so much the Godzilla one, but like I imagine that Mortal Kombat is not going to stay relevant for very long. Before it, what do you mean? Like just because of the story being so bland, or yeah, just because it was kind of white rice. Yeah, it was. It we'll get to it in like a month. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the greatest. And I, mean, I was it, really expecting more. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't great. It was. I just told uh, the one guy that we, that works in maintenance, Matt. Um, I told him because he hadn't seen it yet, and him and his wife wanted to see it, and he asked me my opinion. I was like, "Look, the best way I can compare this movie is that it feels like the movie you would watch before you go see the actual movie, like the prologue movie of all these characters before you actually go in to see a new Mortal Kombat movie. That's what it feels like. It's anyway, like they fucking kill off half the characters. Anyway, <sighs> yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, I don't think they actually killed them off, but because Shang Tsung right. said something yeah, I, near I the I end know. of the movie. So anyway. Uh, but yeah, you can also follow us on all the social media. Well, most of them. I don't. We don't have a Facebook, but you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We also don't have a Frank, which is the My Pillow guy social media platform that he's. Is it called Frank? Releasing. Yeah. Oh my god! I knew you were like, starting like, like social speaking, media. Speaking Frank. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like it just truth. Yes. Uh, anyway, we don't have that nut jobs fucking social media either. Um, neither are we on um, what's the other one? The parlor. Parlor. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdinian. You can also follow me at That Wanker on both those websites. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. <laughs>